What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, this is Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead and Dexter. Hi, Sister K. Hi, Sister J. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Sister Speak. Keep on listening. You follow me? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward from the hit show The Walking Dead. That's the character Oscar and from True Blood, Hollis. I'm here on Sister Speaks. What's happening with y'all? Hey, sisters, what's going on? This is Chad L. Coleman, Tyrese from The Walking Dead. What's up? Let's talk about it. I'm Lincoln, I play Beth on The Walking Dead, and this is Sister Speak. This is John Bird, telling y'all to listen up. Hello to the podcast, coming to you not live, but coming to you from the Philly Comic Con, and sending big love. This is Sarah Kelly. Bye. Hey, this is Stephen Young. Hi to Sister Speak. Hey, what's up, Sister Speak? This is Lawrence Gilliard Jr., also known as Bob Stuckey on The Walking Dead. Just sending a shout-out. What's up? Hi, Sister Speak. This is Alana Masterson from The Walking Dead. Denise Crosby from The Walking Dead. And I just want to welcome you to Terminus. Hello, Sister Speak. This is Jeff Cooper. Hey, it's Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead. And when I'm bored, I'm listening to Sister Speak. Hey, hey, hello. How are you? How's everybody out there in podcast land? This is Irony Singleton, a.k.a. T-Dog from The Walking Dead. Just want to give you a shout-out to the Sister Podcast Company. Thanks so much for all the love and support. Take care. God bless. Peace. Yeah. Hey, this is Ross Marquand. I play Aaron on The Walking Dead. You're listening to Sister Speak. Hello, this is Adrian Turner. I play Dwayne on The Walking Dead, and I just wanted to say, hey, Sister Speak. Sister Speak, this is Seth Gilliam from The Walking Dead. Plays Father Gabriel. Just wanted to say hello. Hi. Sister Speak Podcast, this is Lenny James, play, who plays Morgan Jones. Hope all's well. I uh, hope you're having a good time. And now I'm going to stop. Bye. Hi, this is Tova Felchu. How are you, Sister Speak? And I'm here to tell you how much I love being on The Walking Dead as the head of Alexandria. Hello, everyone at Sister Speak. It's Kyla Kennedy, and I play Mika Samuels on The Walking Dead, and I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. Hi, Sister Speak. This is Ryan Shabrino, and I'm here at Walker Soccer, Pennsylvania. It's nice to virtually meet you. Daniel Bonjour. I'm Aiden on The Walking Dead. Just want to say hi to Sister Speak. Hey, sisters. This is Ray from Cali. In the zombie apocalypse, there's a thin line between moral and immoral. You can take a town from a bunch of innocent, clueless people. You can bite a man's throat off with your bare teeth. You can even threaten a little kid's life. But what you absolutely cannot do is take a man's last peanut butter protein bar. Michonne. 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 You wrong, girl. 
Hey, sister and sister speak family. This is Shalita from Philly. Carol may not always have to kick everyone's ass, but when she does, she does it while cooking the perfect dinner. Stay badass, my friends. This is Procrastinella from Gainesville, Florida, and you are listening to the Sister Speak podcast of The Walking Dead. All life is precious, so says Morgan. Procrastinella says, if you're ass a walker, you are fair game. Hey, Sister Speak family, this is Tammy from New Jersey. I could have stopped him. I had him. We don't have to kill people. Uh, yeah, Morgan. Yeah, we do. Hey, Sister Speak Nation, this is Derek calling from Hagerstown, Maryland. Y'all, it don't matter what you did before the apocalypse. Once it starts kicking off, only three words matter. Just survive somehow. We're freeing you. You're trapped. People don't belong here anymore. Hi, sisters. This is Malika's mom from Tucson reminding you to keep that shit short or get back. Welcome to Sister Speak The Walking Dead, where we discuss season six of the AMC series The Walking Dead from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 50. Let's get started. Okay. All right, welcome. Episode 50, huh? Episode 50 of of The the Walking Walking Dead. Dead. Yes. Cool. We have a lot of all sisters speak. (laughs) But we are here to talk about season six, episode four, titled Here's Not Here. Yeah, it was a good one. Before we do that, I need to give my adult beverage of the episode. Okay. And this week's adult beverage, first of all, I want to thank Tammy again for the Menage a Trois Midnight. Hey, Tammy. Dark red blend. I am hooked. You hear me? I, oh, it's really good. However, my adult beverage for this episode is New Belgium Rampant. And it's an Imperial Pale Ale. Imperial India Pale Ale. Okay. It's really good. But it's got a really deep, rich flavor. So nice. that's, that's what I'm drinking. What you drinking, Sister Kay? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid. No, it's not Kool-Aid today. Uh, okay. Although I did have some Kool-Aid not too long ago. It's good. Um, my white grape welters. Oh, juice. Juice. Yeah. yeah. Right. I need to make my little hot toddy. My hot hot cider from my throat. Yeah, that's true. But anyhow. Alrighty. So uh, this is our Morgan-centric episode. I love this episode. Which a lot of people did not care for. I loved this episode. I liked it too. I liked it a whole lot. uh, um, Now, okay, there's one piece. There are certain things in it I didn't like. I didn't. Two, three pieces. I'm like, fuck. I know it. But But I did like the episode. I did like it. And I feel like I now better understand Morgan. I think he's going to be snapping out of this shit, though. Well. I better understand. Yeah, I think so. I don't know about that. I think so. Anyway, but we start with uh, uh, 
the screen says now. 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 And, and right off the bat, you know. He talking to somebody. Well, you know who he talking to. Oh, hell yeah. Right off and the I'm bat. And I'm like, fuck. Fuck. That's what I said, too. Damn, he shit. He didn't kill that damn wolf. Didn't kill that he motherfucker at all. He didn't kill mm-hmm. that mother effing sucker. Nope. Didn't do it. But anyway. Pissed me off. That part, though, did piss me off. Like, fuck, man. I know. I know. No, the ending pissed me off. Right, that too. That pissed me off. Especially after what that fool said. Especially after what he said. Thank you. But anyway, and after he says what he's saying, he's talking to the wolf, and he says, well, I'm going to give it all to you, every little bit. And then we- You like to talk. You want to have all of me, so I'm going to give you it Every little little bit. bit. And then we get to- and and and, and ain't giving him nothing. Then the scene changes to then, right? And we are back at the clear episode. Yep. And he's ranting and raving. You don't he clear. Is, he is ranting and raving so much that he don't even see that he done knocked over an an oil lamp. I think he did see that and started to fire. I think he did. No, I don't think he did because. He he kept ranting and raving and, and saying all the shit again. Wow! But he had uh, he, he had clear fa- on the wall. He right. had here's not here. He had pointless acts and a whole bunch of shit written on the wall. Yeah, because he is off. He's as off. we knew when we saw him in clear. He is crazy talking off. to himself, and he keeps yelling to somebody you were supposed to what the hell does that mean him he's yelling at himself he was supposed to kill the wife in season one episode one and he didn't and so poor little Dwayne got bit up Dwayne got bit up by the wife which we found out at clear yeah on clear yeah episode he's yelling at himself all of this shit is for himself really okay all right then we see Morgan out in the woods and he's obviously Hunting some walkers. He's yeah. in his little hunting mode. Because that's what he does. Because that's what he does. He got all that riot gear and shit on. Right. I said, Lord, this man is off. And so as he's killing the walkers, then he's stacking all their bodies yeah, up. Yeah, so he could burn them up. In a big old pile. Like he did in that little town with where Claire was. Exactly. Yep. So he's, he, he, he stacked them all up. However, he waited till nighttime to start the fire. That didn't make sense. That didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Crazy. Un- unless he Except, had been doing it all day long. Well, yeah. And then other, otherwise to try to get more walkers to come to the fire. I think which so. I think it, to me, he looked a little bit surprised when that walker came out of the fire. The one that just came out of the woods yeah. and just walked through it. But so I don't think he was doing it on purpose to lure walkers there. I, I think he think just so was either. like, oh, I got enough now. But it yeah. happened to be nighttime. Yeah. You know, and he's watching it burn. Yeah. Obviously, like he used to do back in the city. I think so, too. I think he had just been hunting and killing walkers all day. Yeah. And, and yeah. And then by the time he stacked them up and started the fire. So then the next morning, he's sharpening his little stake, his little bayonet or whatever, his little wood plank, and he's... He's sharpening it on this rock and he's making it into a spear. Yep. And then he sets up this perimeter. Yeah. Just like he smart. did in clear. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, where they at can an get angle. staked on it right. while he's protected in the middle. Exactly. Which so, is very smart. 
And so then we see him over several days, like he's mm-hmm. bawling mm-hmm. some water, he's drinking a beer, he goes out and kills no, some more. No, wasn't no beer. That he was just using a beer bottle to, oh, take, okay. to put water. He was in. drinking the water. Yeah, after he boiled it though, right? Which I thought was pretty smart. smart. And then every now and then he would go and take them Walker bodies off of the stakes. Yeah, and stack then he'd them up kill again. Them, and then he'd stack them again and burn them again. Burn them again. Yeah. Crazy. Because he's got to clear, as he told Rick. <laughs> but then one day he mm-hmm. ends up hearing a goat. Now, before that, the father and son come running through oh, the woods. my bad. I, I forgot that part. They come running through the woods. Now, do we see the and, father and, and son? Yeah. Before that, we see Morgan writing Rocking. different words on the big-ass rock. Right. And he wrote clear. Well, because he's trying to recreate the house exactly. he had that I know that. But, but still, that happened. But he's... But the, the quote... Interesting thing on this before that scene is he's walking through the woods and then you see something following him and then he sees it. So you see him uh, looking to the side like, exactly. Okay. Let me, let me find out what the fuck this exactly. is. Cause he wanted to know who these fools who are. The hell was Sneaking up on him. Exactly. Now, and they weren't sneaking up on him. They were running. They were trying to follow him. I think so. No, they were following him on purpose. Mm. I think to maybe catch up with him or something, but that was their mistake. Yeah. You don't sneak up on no crazy fool. <laughs> you know? So he stuck that spear in so the So he wait, neck. he he kinda waits behind this tree. He does. They come running up and but he didn't even ask no fucking He questions. didn't ask nothing. He didn't Who are you? Mm-hmm. What you doing? He just smooth jack killed that one dude. He's he stuck that, that spear in that his was neck. Awful. That was awful. And, and, but uh, no. Well, to me that was bad enough because you knew he was gonna stick him. What was awful to me is as soon as he stuck that man, he jumped on that boy and choked him. Choked him to death to with death. his hand. Choked him. Yeah. That was awful. Mm. Which is kind of what we and talk- he's And he keeps saying, you don't. You don't. Clear. Exactly. Uh, this is oh, kind God. of a little bit of what we talked about last time or maybe the time before where He's done gone through some shit. Oh, yeah. And obviously, this is why he now, well, before we get through the rest of it. Exactly. Why he is so into life, life, life. Because he's killed oh, yeah. people. Well, we know why. People, by the end people. Of this. Not even people that were about to kill him. Well, but we know why at the end of this that, that he's like he is today. Right. You know, but at the time that you're watching the then part, you don't know. This this whole episode showed how he got to that point. Right. I love the episode, though. He I killed did. these two people without Smooth asking. Smooth Jack killing them. No questions. Nah. Understanding what they were trying to do. And this is what got me. How come he didn't drag their bodies off and burn them? They weren't walkers. They were people. Uh, now, he may have. No. He no. Didn't, they didn't show it, but they he may have later. No, because the boy comes back. Oh, that's right. At he the does. end. Right. That's the boy. True. I'm not convinced it's a father son. I think it's just two people. But well, yeah. but but they were together. That's he, what he said. Yeah, you're right. He didn't burn them. No, I think it's because they weren't walkers to begin with. They were people. That's my opinion. That could be. That could be. But he also, as we see, did not kill kill the boy, the guy that he choked. No, he he didn't he put just, a stake through him. No, he didn't mercy him or anything. Mm-mm. He just. Choked him and left. But he didn't kill the brain of, of the uh, of the adult man. Well, that I mean, kind of went through the 
It went through his neck. Spinal cord thing. Well, Have you noticed yeah. though when they stab people, sometimes they stab them like the the base of the neck, the base of their skull, and that yeah. seems to do it. So it must be something. And anyway, hmm. yeah, he didn't do that, but I think we can safely say he definitely didn't do it to the guy he chose. And then after that scene, that's where we get the scene where, where he is dipping the end of his spear in that Walker blood guts and writing shit on rocks, on trees. And did you notice he put that big old uh, letter a on this one tree? Yeah. He put the big old letter a, and he had like clear pointless ads. Here's not here. And all so then shit. he's walking through the forest. Well, he's, he, he, in my opinion, he comes up on a meadow and he, it, yeah. it's like he's, it's like he never, ever even considered that there was some place pretty, uh, 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 yeah, pretty that was not like just tree infested and stuff. Torn up. Yeah. Walker infested. But it's, a, it's a nice green meadow. It's got wildflowers growing. Right. And it's very lush. Then he hears the bleeding. Of the goat. Of the little goat. The little bitty goat. Tabitha. We find out later her name is Tabitha, which I like that name. I know. It was a cute goat, though. And, he, you know, I knew exactly he was thinking, oh, shit, goat, goat meat. I could eat that sucker. I was sitting thinking, no, no. What I thought was he immediately associated, if there's a goat, there's a person. Oh, I don't think so. Because by then, there wouldn't be no goats just, just around. No. I think he was thinking, a goat, I'm going to get it and I'm going to eat it. Because when he got to the goat and jumped the fence, he was trying to get her so he could take her and chop her up and eat her. And then, what's the dude's name? I forgot. Eastman. Eastman yells from the, wherever he yells from, uh, please leave her alone. I need her. Well, first of all, he was going to eat the goat. Now, yes, he might have then tried to figure out if there's any people around. But at first he was trying to get her because I think he was going to eat her. Well, I disagree because when he is going for, for the sound of the bleeding sound of the goat, he seems so totally uh, not only surprised, but kind of taken aback that the first thing he sees is that there's two cabins. There's a really big one and a, a smaller one, kind of side by side. And that goat is tied up well, in yeah. the yard. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I think that was totally surprising to him. Right. But he was going to eat her ass. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. He could be surprised and try to eat her. That's all I'm trying to say. I like I liked the way that they introduced Eastman because as he's looking around, getting closer to the goat. He's telling him, don't mess with her. He says, leave her she's alone. She's not yours. She ain't yours. I still need her. Well, he don't say all that yet. Yes, he does. He says, she's not yours. He says, I still need her. And then Morgan sprays the whole area with this rifle. I'm like, damn, Morgan. I know. <laughs> First of all, you're wasting bullets. Second yeah. of all, you're going to bring some walkers to you. Mm-hmm. He's crazy as fuck at this point. And and so Eastman is telling him, he still hasn't shown himself. He's telling him, put the gun down and then we can talk. Yep. And so Morgan, he starts casing the outside of the house. He, he starts goes around stealth. the perimeter. Yeah, he's trying to be stealth. Yeah, he's Looking stealth. and trying windows and doors, doors and, and shit. shit. And all the while Eastman's telling him, look, I done told you. Put your gun down. We could talk about this it. This your last chance. Mm-hmm. And then when he said, okay, this your last chance. Put the gun down and we can talk. And then Morgan, he 
he kind of like, oh, maybe he's behind me. So he turns to go back around the other way. Somebody conks him out. Co-cut. Conks him out with this little staff. <clears throat> and then Morgan is, uh, is, is oh, I like this part. Morgan, when Morgan's on the ground and he kind of looks up, and you see this big old dude big. with these like draped clothing saying, um, I'm sorry, conk. And he knocks him all the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, but hey, he's got to. Also during this time when he's hunting stuff, everything around him, he's kind of doing, doing that Nicholas focus shit where yeah. he's like not even thinking where exactly. you can tell he's off. He's off. And he's only focused on what the hell he's doing at that moment. Yep. And he had that same, like everything around him was like blurred mm-hmm. and like he couldn't the only thing pay different attention was, to anything. He didn't have no ringing in his head, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. he was like zoning out. Yep. You know? So, but when he wakes up, he is in a cell. He's in a cell. On the flow. In the cabin. Inside of a cabin. But he's on a little pallet and he got a plate of food sitting next to him. Little vegetables. And tomatoes look kind of good, though. Sliced up tomatoes. Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who got fresh tomatoes? I know. (laughs) Give me a little bit of salt and I'm good to go. (laughs) I love tomatoes. Mm hmm. And so, um, Eastman, he comes in, comes in. We don't know his name is Eastman yet. Not yet. <clears throat> I think it's dark too at the time. Well, and, Still and so he's asking Morgan, well, what's your name? And all Morgan says over and over, kill me. <laughs> oh, Damn. I got so sick of hearing that. But you know, <sighs> the way he was saying it was like begging, please. I know. Just just get me out of my misery. I don't mm-hmm. want to be here anymore. I want to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Kill me. Please kill me. Like, I'm not going to kill you. Well, and that's when Eastman tells him, uh, uh, my name's Eastman. And he throws him this little book, this little Aikido book, I guess. We don't know that at the time, though. Yeah. It's a little small At first small that was like book. a little Bible or something. Uh-huh. But it's, it's too small for that. Yeah. And then we, uh, uh, we hear the cans outside. Oh, dang it. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because there's a walker. Rustling. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then we hear Tabitha too. She starts, you know, bleeding really frantically. And so he goes out. Can we say another word? Well, she don't back because she's a goat. She well, bleeds. Well, she starts. I know, but that word is just so annoying. Bleeding. Bleeding. I know, but it's, can we say something else? <laughs> Shall I spell it for you so you know? No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tabitha's hollering, basically. <laughs> Look, untie my bitch ass and bring me in because these fools about to get me. Anyway, so Eastman has to go outside. To get her. To kill them walkers. And, and because, you know, it's a cabin that's obviously had a cell fitted in it, there's a big ass window at the end so Morgan can, can see out. So he, he watches um, Eastman kill these walkers with that staff. And then drag, and then them, drag off them off somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lord Which, you know. And I was thinking, um, you might want to bring her in. So when, when Eastman comes back in, that's when he brings the wood and stuff. And he's hammering, yeah. making a little pen. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, what the hell is he building? Me too. Making all that racket. And he's just talking. Yeah. He's just chit-chatting mm-hmm. with him. And, and Morgan don't say nothing. nothing. And you can tell he hasn't eaten either. Uh-huh. Nothing. He does eat it, though, eventually. Yeah, eventually. But, and so, 
when he Eastman, looking evil and mean though. I know. When Eastman's finished, he says, Okay, look, you shot me, I fed you. Please don't hurt her. Talking about Tabitha. Tabitha. Mm-hmm. So then he tells him good night and goes on. Yeah. Turns off the light. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that he brought her in the house. I do too. So what was he doing before then? then? I, I, that's a good question. Maybe he put her in another barn. I think she, I, I think he put her in that jail cell at night. That's what I think. Oh. But because Morgan was from, in there, yeah. he had to build a pen. Okay, gotcha. Keep her from running around yeah. and tearing up stuff. Yeah, yeah. at nighttime. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. <clears throat> now that's... And then he couldn't do that with point. Morgan in there. Mm-hmm. So. so the next morning, Morgan is watching out the window and he sees... This is the first time he sees Eastman doing this little exercise yeah. form thing. Mm-hmm. It's a keto. Yep. You know, so... He, he, to me, Morgan seemed kind of interested, but then he, it was like, it was like when you look at something and you really don't want to look at it, but you're compelled to look at it. You know to what me, I mean? it's just him watching the routine, trying to figure out what his routine was it could be. and figure out when he could make his move, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole time it has, it looks like it's over several days because it's light outside and right. it's dark outside. It's light. And the whole time he's still looking crazy. Oh yeah. He's still talking to himself. Mm-hmm. He's eating, but he's like eating with, you know, pissedness in yeah. his you know, yeah. face. And he keeps counting how, how many hours he's laying on the floor and, and shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't get I, that. I didn't get that. Mm. Anyway, and then we see Eastman one particular day trying to make cheese. Uh-huh. It looked nasty. Cheese cloth and yeah, it I did nasty. I did ha- I have had a friend whose parents were trying to make who her his mom her mom made cheese. Goat cheese? Uh I don't know if cheese? it was goat cheese. I think it was cow. Mm. And she had this little cheesecloth thing and a bowl underneath it. She would hang it up from like the counter, not the counter, the cabinets Mm -hmm. and have the bowl on the counter to catch the drippings and stuff. Anyway, I don't know. I didn't know you can make cheese and shit until I met him. Mm. I didn't eat none of it because I'm really not a big cheese lover. I love cheese, but I want mine in a craft package. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want no homemade shit, huh? And extra sharp at that. Yeah, that's what I like. (laughs) And I mean, when he is making this cheese and tasting it and going, ugh. And he's gagging. And I'm thinking, oh, well, shit, I wouldn't even tried that shit. You You know. Trying to make good But then, one particular day... He's cutting up some vegetables and he told, tells Morgan, okay, I thought I'd give you a little time to get acclimated before we sit and have a talk. <laughs> and then he tells him, um, I'm from Atlanta. I was a forensic psychiatrist and the state paid me to, you know, interview people Yeah, d- to see if they could get out of prison. People that have done like really bad, despicable things, see if they could get out. Right. And he said, that's what I did. So, where are you from and what do you do? What's more crickets? Well, he eventually says, I killed. I clear. That's what he says. I clear. Mm-hmm. And then Eastman uh, asked him, he said, well, what the hell does that mean? What he do said, you mean? Clear. That's when Morgan tells him, I kill walkers. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, be killing people. He said, I kill walkers, people, 
anything that gets near me, I kill. kill. And he was like stone serious. Yeah. And that's when Eastman asked him, okay, so like, uh, how many people did you kill? And Morgan didn't really ask me. And, and, and then, then, then he asked him, he says, uh, were, were they threatening you? And that's when Morgan said, some of them. I don't remember him saying all that. All I remember is, uh, Eastman asking him, why do you do it? And he's like, I do it because I have to or something. And he's like, well, that's now, stu- I'm going to tell you what I he remember said. what Eastman's saying. That's stupid. Well, I'm going to tell, uh, tell you what he said because you know I know. <sighs> Sister Jay. And that is Eastman asked him. When he asked him, did these people threaten you? Morgan says, some of them. And, he, and then he says, well, why are you killing them? And he said, because that's why I'm here. Meaning he's he's there that's simply because he's. Yeah, simply because he's killing all the rest of them. That's when Eastman says, "That's the biggest load of horse shit I ever heard." <laughs> and then he 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 gives him a plate and says, "Here's your lunch," mm-hmm. and walks on out. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. I like when he was like, him, "That's some bullshit." Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, whatever." Bullshit. Mm-hmm. So then. Morgan is getting resourceful. He takes the zipper foot. <laughs> what do you call that pulley thing? It's the tab. The tab off his zipper, and it's going to use that to dig the the wood, wood frame around from around the bars to get out. And I mean that was resourceful. It was. Now you know that took some time. It had to. Yeah. And but when he finally gets it to where it's moving, mm-hmm. Eastman's coming back, and so he's like, he tries to act all like nonchalant. nonchalant. And, shit. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh yeah, okay, so he gonna he do ain't it. that big and bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this is what I thought. He ain't quite that crazy. He gonna do it in the middle of the night or something. Yeah. You know, and escape. <laughs> so Eastman goes over to the cell and tells him, "You have PTSD." And he kind of explains, you know, what the PTSD stands for and mm-hmm. what that means. He says, because you've had some trauma. And Morgan really ain't. He just goes on to tell him about killing those two guys. Uh-huh. The one uh, I killed probably the day I got here. He said, maybe it was I the same day. I stabbed one know. with my stick. You know the stick I got with this pointy end with the blood on it? That's the stick I killed him with through the neck. And then I killed the other one with my bare hands. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said, dang. That, you know, That's what I do. Hearing him say it, though, just sounds so cold-blooded. It does. It? Oh, man. He was gone. And this is when I think Eastman goes through that whole conversation. Were they attacking you? What, what did they do to you? Why were you killing well, them? He figures out. Were you trying to save your people? What, what What's the deal? Well, Eastman figures out it probably had to do with the family because he tells them, he said, well, I noticed a wedding ring. He said, uh, so did somebody, you know, close to you? That wasn't it though. It? Cause they've already been gone. Right. But yeah. And he says, so did you have a wife? And Morgan kind of looks at him. He says, did you have kids? And it was just the way Morgan looked. Yeah. He you knows. can tell the answer was yeah. yeah. And he said, and, and Eastman, he breaks it down. Basically he breaks like, it down. yeah, dude, like I told you, you have fucking PTSD. You, you saw what happened to him. Yeah. yeah, you were married. You did have a family. You saw what happened to him. You know, you're trying to deal with some shit, basically. And, and, Every and time you think him. that you're over it, you see it again, and it takes you right back to the same place. Exactly. And you can't ever escape it. He said, but you can walk through that other door. 
there's another door. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is just walk on through it. Yeah. Morgan looked at him like, foolish, you crazy. Fool. I don't know what doll you talking about. My ass is locked up in here. And, and he says, friend, you can do that. And Morgan, and he's gritting his teeth. I don't have any friends. I thought, damn. I know. And then he said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And, but he was sneering. It was like, okay, Morgan, yep. come on, lighten up now. Thank you. Ooh, but that's Lord. how far gone he was. He is. Gone. And Eastman's telling him, look, this is not your nature. People are not meant to kill. They're taught maybe, but they're not yep. built to kill. And he goes on to tell him about his job and all the people that he's interviewed. And out of all those people, only one was really evil. Mm-hmm. And he that- says, I've interviewed over eight, uh, over 825 yep. individuals. He says, and I've only met one truly evil person. Yeah. We find out later who that evil person yeah. was. But he's saying we could all, you can come back from this. Uh-huh. Everybody can come back from this. This is what I and like. And then he starts getting, look, you could tell he's getting emotional. Like he done been through some shit. Oh yeah. But this is what I like. This is the most, to me, profound thing yep. that Eastman told him that Morgan repeats to other people. Eastman says, it's all a circle. Everything gets a return. Yep. Now, ain't that what Morgan, Morgan told Morgan has those... said multiple things from Eastman. Yeah. 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 But when Eastman said that, I thought, oh, man, that's exactly what Morgan told them wolves at the camp. Yep. Before he kicked their asses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then, this is the kicker. Oh, then this was Eastman the kicker. Then tells them, uh, you can Look. leave anytime you want to. He the said, door's open. It's been open. He said, you can you stay, can stay or you can go. Or you can go. You have two choices. One stay on the, the couch. Get, or leave. Uh, leave out that door and get on the and stay on the couch or leave. Mm-hmm. You got two choices. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? The door been open this whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's what Morgan's face looked like too. He's like, what? This door's been but open he the whole says, fucking time. But he says, look, he says, those are your choices. You can go or you can stay. I will not allow you to kill me. Right. That's what he said. I will not allow exactly you to kill me. Another phrase. I will not allow that. Mm-hmm. Which is another phrase Morgan told those wolves. Exactly. Yeah. And so what? Oh, and then I love the way they did it. And then Morgan opens up the cell and what does he do? He rushes. Bum rush. Bum rush. And Wait. then they went to commercial. Yeah. Oh, that was good. And I was like, okay, now Morgan, look. Oh, man. This dude done fed your ass, done kept your ass. Uh-huh. But then the cool thing about that scene when he was about to bum rush him is you could tell that weird anger shit is right back. Oh yeah, you yes. know. I mean, he was off. He had that uh, focus vision and shit back. Well, it, ooh, he's off. It was like a blind rage like thing. But again, mm. Eastman took care of business and knocked him down he on the ground. Sure he said, did. "Look, I gave you two choices. Mm-hmm. You need to honor those two choices." <laughs> And Morgan going to fight him. Yeah. Still gets up, tries to get to the um, fireplace poker thing. Poker thing. They start struggling. And I mean struggling. They were struggling. Because even though Eastman's big, Morgan got the upper hand at one point. Yeah. Running, uh, they bash into the wall, breaks his little picture he had up. He had a He's picture. about to choke uh, Eastman out. But Eastman gets the upper hand and gets on top of him and says, stop. You just have to got to stop he had his arm in his throat yeah 
and and next thing for Which Morgan was going to be unconscious. He knows how to do because he probably had to do some of that shit while he was interviewing people. We find that out later. In yes, he knows how to do. Shit. But anyway, but yeah, he knew what to do to knock the wind out of Morgan. And Morgan holds up his hands and 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 he's crying though. Well, he's saying, "Kill me again, kill mm-hmm. me." But he's whimpering, "Kill right. me." Right, he's and whimpering. Eastman is pissed because he sees his pictures broke, which, and you can tell it is a picture made from a child. Yeah, you can. You know, mm-hmm. and, and ooh, and he got that staff, and he is ready to thump Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> thump him upside. The and that's head. when Morgan kind of whispers, "Kill me." And Eastman doesn't. No, he don't. Mm-mm, he doesn't. But he, this dude's way better than me. Because I said, take your ass on. You made your hey, choice, obviously. You ass got to go. Eastman said, look, I gave you two choices. The door or the couch. And then he just turns on around and picks up the, the, the pieces of that little picture and goes on. Thank you. And, and I'm like, what? And Morgan, but Morgan gets this up. This is the sad part. Morgan gets up. He goes back into the cell and, and shuts, shuts the, the door. door. I felt so bad. That was sad. <laughs> but no, the saddest part was as Eastman was c- going by the cell with the broken pieces of the picture. He opened the door back up. Going to the other room. He opened the, uh, the uh, cell door back up and Morgan kicks it shut. Well, right. But the whole saddest um, part is that Morgan felt better going into that cell and yeah. shutting the door. Yeah. Knowing the fucking shit's open. Yep. Knowing he could leave. Yep. But he felt like he needed to be up in there. Yeah. That was the sad That was part. sad. Mm-hmm. That was sad. I felt bad for him. Yeah. And then later that evening, um, Eastman is, you know, Hammering obviously the fixing his picture. Mm-hmm. Morgan's in the jail cell and he's looking at that book. And so he starts telling him about Aikido. Mm-hmm. And about I love his this daughter. Story. Yeah. Well, I love this story. He says, you know, after about eight years of doing what, uh, his job, probably hearing all that bad shit them effing prisoners done done. Yep. He said, my daughter caught me crying in the garage, out in the garage. And, and she was concerned. And he said, oh, well, you know, dad, daddy just don't feel well. Don't feel well today. And she's, mm-hmm. and she had won a rabbit's foot at the carnival that mm-hmm. day. And he, she gave it to him and said, well, look, daddy. You, probably your luck of change. This will make you feel better. Yeah, this will make you feel better. And he, and the very next day, he said he got a flyer for Aikido. Yep. And he said it's been, you know, uphill ever since. Yep. And that's the picture that he was he was fixing because his little daughter had drew that little picture for him. But, uh, of course, we knew that. Right. But Morgan didn't. And so, you know, once... Once Eastman says goodnight and turns off the lights and leaves, then Morgan comes out of the little cell and he goes into that workroom to see what all the hammering was. Well, and and he sees that picture. What made him curious, too, is that that same conversation, Eastman tells him, we're going to have to work together if we're going to take this trip. Take this trip. And Morgan's like, what trip? He's like, I don't know. No, he says, where? He says, what trip? A trip where? And he's like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And I was like, well, shit. Okay. And then he says goodnight. But what cracks me up, and we didn't talk about this earlier, okay. is that when he does say goodnight to him in those previous nights, you hear him go close the door and you hear, click. click. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ain't totally stupid. He ain't totally crazy shit. shit. I got this crazy motherfucker uh-huh. in here. Yeah, you know what? We didn't we didn't mention that. But yeah, 
Because you always hear the click of the lock. And wait, knowing that damn door has been open all this time, Morgan never tried it. Never. Never tried it. Never tried to bang on the door. Mm-hmm. Never tried to pull the Nothing. door open. And he was trying to pry, through, pry. pry out the damn wood from the mm-hmm. bars, but still never tried the door. Mm-hmm. That's some. That was a powerful image to me. <sighs> anyway, but before before um, he left, when he was telling Morgan, when Eastman was telling Morgan that little story about his daughter and the rabbit's foot and stuff, it, then Morgan was still in the, sh- the cell, and he said. Uh, your wife and daughter, they dead? And that's when Eastman, he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. He, he just... Of course they are. Yeah. You know, he of didn't say course. nothing. Of course. He says, all Eastman says was, it was a keto. That got me keto. through it. Yeah. And it helped me and it's going to help you too. So the next day, um, yeah. he is cutting up more veggies and shit, mm-hmm. fruit, picking up his tray. And he's like, look, uh, He's pretty much a vegetarian now, but don't get me away from my chocolate. I know that was cute. Because apparently Morgan ain't eating the chocolate pieces that he's putting down. Yeah. Uh, in the in the lunch tray. Mm-hmm. What cracked me up though in the scenes is that you know he's still sitting in that jail cell. He's still in the cell. He still have this fool bring him his lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. I mean, I'm he like, can go out and, and you can go and table. cut your own shit up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But no. Nope. He said no. And I think this is when Eastman's like, okay, you want to come help me gather up some stuff? And Morgan just sits there. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, damn, Morgan. But this is what I think. Mm-hmm. I think the whole reason why once Morgan found out that that cell door had been open the whole time and then he go, he goes back, okay, on a subconscious level, maybe he doesn't think about it consciously yet, but on a subconscious level, he wants to be helped. He wants, he doesn't right. want to be out that there. person yep. and out there alone, like, mm-hmm. like Michonne. I mean, he wants to be around another person and he has respect for this man because this man bested him. Not only fighting, but you know, he knows yeah. a lot. So, and he's kind. Right. I mean, as nasty as Morgan has been, nasty, trying he to is kill him still and shit. kind to him. Right. You know, so. So he, so Eastman leaves to go gather well, whatever he, he was going to gather. He says, you want to come with me? And when Morgan's your sister, he said, will you at least watch, watch Tabitha? Tabitha? Can you at least do that? Right. And I was thinking, yeah, Morgan, can you at least do that? Well, so Morgan is sitting in that damn cell looking at that little book and he opens it. And of course it says the keto means not killing, mm-hmm. respecting life, blah, blah, blah. It's handwritten And too. then you hear poor little Tabitha hollering. Well, first of all, you hear the cans. Right. And then, wait a minute. This is, uh, everybody knows I always um, watch these shows with the closed caption on because I like to, to hear all the words because a lot of times they whisper. But what the what the closed caption said was, the walkers are snarling, Tabitha's bleeding, and then as Morgan just kind of sat there and looked, and then it said Tabitha screaming, and you should, <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I mean, I wasn't laughing. Tabitha she was screaming. was hollering like, "Look, motherfucker!" I was yelling at the I TV. I am tied up. I cannot run. You know what? Off me. I was yelling at my television. Get out, Morgan. You. Better get up and save Tabitha. Don't you let them get her. Thank you. Shit. Ooh, that would have, ooh, I was so pissed. He finally got his ass up. 
He got his ass and up. She and she was that walker, screaming by wait, the end. That walker was in there by that point. He was in the yard. About to get her. About to get your He kills that walker. And then there's a second one he has to struggle yep. with. Mm-hmm. And kills it in the middle of these sunflowers and Ooh, shit. I was so glad, though. Yeah. And I then was Tabitha so glad. just went on eating. Well, yeah. She was saved. Yeah. You know. But what he did was was the right thing. And that is, he went over... <laughs> and he he untied little Tabitha and brought and her, took in, the her house. in the house. Thank you. <laughs> in her little pen. Oh, that yeah. was something. Take her in the house, oh, Jack. Man, mm-hmm. poor Tabitha. I know. So then we see that Morgan is dragging the dead uh, Walker. Walker out. You know, he's probably going to take him back to his camp and pile him up again. <clears throat> but he notices. This big cemetery. Yeah. With all these. And I mean, there was a bunches and bunches of markers. Uh, Yeah. Bunches of bunches. markers. So he starts digging. He's digging he's seen, a grave. Obviously, right. they are, you know, um, burying. Burying. The, the walkers. Yep. Or Eastman is. Yep. So he starts digging, digging. and then Eastman comes up. Mm-hmm. And he thanks him <coughs> for saving Tabitha. Yeah. Yeah. But you broke my tomato car. <laughs> so you're going to have to fix that. <laughs> you're going to have to fix my damn tomatoes. So before uh, uh, before Morgan throws the, the carcass into the grave, Eastman stops him and he goes through his pockets and gets a wallet. And you know what? That's the first time it occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah. These people got ID and stuff on them. Especially the men. Yeah, especially carry the men. They on them. Yeah. So, yeah, and and Eastman was taking their identification out of their little wallets and putting their, to find out what their names were, and putting that on the uh, markers. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. Pretty neat. And that lets you know, I think that that went a long way to impress Morgan. Okay, this is somebody I can trust. Well, I, I don't know so. about that part, but. I think so. It, it's just something that he's doing because he does respect the people that they were. I think, I think. And that's part of the Aikido or whatever right. he's trying well, to because, follow. And it was right after that. Next scene, Morgan is, had, Morgan has fixed the little tomato fence and he's, he's hoeing. He's doing some hoeing, getting ready to plant some shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and helping out around the place. Thank and you. then we see scenes of, um, Eastman teaching Morgan Aikido. Yeah. That was good. That was good. And that was also a lot of fucking work though. Well, but uh, that was also to show you the time span too, because it was day, night, day, night. (sighs) Now this is what brought it up to me. I'm thinking, okay, so we've got, of course, men, they carry their wallets in their pockets Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen very many women walkers with like their purses strapped across their bodies. But to me, that'd be funny if we (laughs) saw some women, female walkers with like their, you know how you carry your purse when you're in town or visiting somewhere strapped across your chest. I'm sure their purse just fell off somewhere. But if it or, was across you, or, it wouldn't fall off. But everybody doesn't wear a crossbody Well, purse. that's what I'm saying. We need to see at least one or two walkers that do that. Because there are <laughs> women that do that. I see them at the mall and shit, too. I mean, I have a crossbody purse that when I'm going shopping all day or something, I use that. And then showing them digging through some one of the walkers' purses. You might find, you know, aspirins, all kind of shit. <laughs> I carry aspirin in mine. Chapstick, although, you know, you might not want to reuse it, but... <laughs> 
Lord. Anyway, so okay. yeah, Morgan and Eastman go back to the house, and he, that's when he gives him his first stick. Yeah. He makes him... It's a not stick. a stick. It's a staff. He's walking stick. It's a staff. <laughs> anyway, so we sh- we we get the the um, idea of the passage of time because you know he's he's practicing aikido and they're talking. They're talking this and the other. Now, yeah. one of the best scenes in the whole episode takes place, and that is at night at dinner, and Morgan has got his plate from the kitchen. And he sits down at this big dining room table with Eastman, so he ain't in the cell. Yep. And he asks him, uh, how come you got a cell in your cabin? Uh, good. Th- uh, yeah. Boop. Thank you. Because <laughs> I was wondering the same exact thing. I'm like, who has a jail cell oh my God. in the middle of a cabin? This in was the- a Woods. Harrowing story, though. It was so awful when he related to Morgan how this man what, is. Now, what was his name? Crichton Dallas Wilton. I always have three names, right? Yeah. Crazy ones. Mm-hmm. And he said he was the most charming, uh, you know, evil person that he'd ever met. He's psychopathic. And it was Eastman's job to evaluate him for the parole board. Right. And he said he was. It, uh, uh, evaluating him in this little office near the cafeteria where they were doing some work. So he had to practically yell his questions because, you know, they could barely hear. Yeah. And he said there came a point during this part of the episode uh, of the uh, interview where no, before he knew that this Crichton Dallas Wilton knew that that he saw through him because he was charming and and you know all that stuff. Well, but while he was in that conversation, he mentioned the fact that you know he was saying all the right things. Oh yeah, he was uh, giving me all the right answers. Mm-hmm. I saw right through him. I saw right through him. Mm-hmm. He said, but but there was a moment where this Crichton Dallas Wilton saw that Eastman wasn't knew, buying it. Right. And that knew. he knew exactly who he was. Exactly. And so and he, that I would not be approving him to be paroled. Exactly. <clears throat> and he said, so he came, he said he, not, he came across that table and knocked him out. He said, it felt like a rock had hit me. He said, just cold cocked me. And then he said, but, and he named some kind of maneuver that obviously he had taught Morgan also. Right. He, he said, cause if it wasn't for a keto, he said, I wouldn't, I, would be, I wouldn't have made be it here today. Yep. Mm-hmm. He said, and I never took a, a keto for self-defense, but I used it that day. <laughs> <laughs> and needless to say, you know, he said, I prevented him from getting out <coughs> then, mm-hmm. but he got out. Said he continued saying all the right things, uh, working uh, they would let him go out and work on work details and stuff. Yeah, and, the road crew. Right. And said he, he said the right things to the right people, and he escaped. And he went right to my house, mm. murdered my wife, my daughter, and my son. son. Said, And then with, with their blood covering all over his body, he walked the short distance to the police station and turned himself in. So he only got out. Well, he said to get revenge. He said he told the police Mm -hmm. he only escaped so Mm -hmm. he could uh, end my life, so he could make my life miserable. Yep. 
and uh, but that was the, some awful just the way shit. Eastman was. Look, that actor needs an M.A. Yep. I mean, him and 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 Lenny James, they need Emmys for this whole. It was just amazing to me. I felt so sorry for him. Yep. He said, <clears throat> "Only reason he escaped was to get me. Was to get his and family to make me suffer. Mm-hmm. That was it." And Mor- so Morgan asked him. He said, "So you know, he built that cell because he knew that he would." What work crew he'd be on. Yeah. And what. No, he said, even after that, they still allowed him to work the, yes. the road crew. Road crew and stuff. So what I was going to do is I built this cell mm-hmm. because I was going to get him and put him in this cell and make him. And starve, starve him to death. Yeah, and starve him to death. That's what he said. <clears throat> no matter how long it took. And then Morgan asked him, uh. Well, did you do it? And he says, all he kept saying was, I've come to believe that all life is precious. And when Morgan says, well, yeah, but for a man like that, did that to your family? And then all Eastman did was repeat it. And I knew then, I uh, said, oh, shit. He done did he something. He done done something. Maybe he buried out in never, one of the graves. You know yeah. that he was going to let that shit slide. Well, it was because he kept repeating that line rather than any other person would have said, no, I, I thought better of it and just went on. No, that's no. not what he was saying. No, he so didn't. I said, oh, Lord. Mm. Anyway, that was a sad that ass was, story. Oh, that was so sad. That was so I was sad. like, oh, hell no. Mm. So the next morning. <coughs> but wait, oh. then. Wait a minute. He said this happened after like a year or so. And of course, in that time. He got fired or laid off or whatever. And nobody knew about his little cabin that he had built for mm-hmm. him and the family. And, or did we, maybe this isn't the conversation where we no, found out. No, it's not the conversation. He, okay. Where he, um, this okay. Is, this is the conversation that you're talking about is after he's bit. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, the next morning, <laughs> yeah, you got ahead of yourself, sister. Well, I just want okay. the part where he says he went back to. Well, we're yeah. getting to that. All right. After this conversation over dinner, um, then the very next day in the morning is when he uh, Eastman is telling Morgan, "Okay, we need to go and scavenge for some supplies. We need a tarp." Oh, we need, yeah. And he named off several <clears throat> items and stuff. And he mm-hmm. says, and we need to go scrounge around for them. Then Morgan looks at him and says, oh. Um, I know where all that kind of shit is. I know where we can get all of that. Yeah. So the next thing you know is they walk into his camp. Yeah. And I'm thinking that shit is still there. Oh, yeah. And all that shit's still there. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Who gonna get it? It's been, well, somebody walking by. Obviously, ain't nobody, nobody walking, walking by. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. I mean, damn, it's been a couple years, and uh, uh, people have got to be getting a little scared. Yeah, I mean, like live True. people, right? You know, right. and especially way out. This is way out remotely in the in woods. The woods. Yep. So yeah. So they go to Morgan's camp, and he finds his little bag, and he's got the can- he's got a tarp in it. He's, oh, he's got all kinds of stuff all up, kind in of shit up in there, and then. Uh, uh, Eastman is looking around at all the, the, the words, rocks and shit. words written on the rocks and the trees and stuff. And so he asked Morgan, what, uh, 
you know, what are the names of the people you lost? And he said, my wife and son. He said, no, what are their names? Yeah. And that's when he he says. he hesitates. Yeah. That's when he says Jenny and Dwayne. Yeah. You know. I don't think we ever knew the wife's name until then. Yeah, I think so. Did we? Yeah, I think we did. And so Eastman says, I'm sorry. And that just sets Morgan off. He says, no, don't ever be sorry. And then I, I, I didn't get this part. When Morgan says, don't ever be sorry, Eastman tells him, okay, form right now. You know, because like. Because he saw Morgan getting angry and going back to that. Yeah, I guess. To his crazy self. Oh, he was. He was going right back. I think back. he saw that and he's like, oh, let me get, jump on this shit and get him he back. He said, form right now. Morgan told him, no, not get him here. back in line. But yeah. he, he said, not here. We ain't doing it here. Well, and I didn't get why he kept saying not here. Because that's where his crazy is. Well, see. See, yeah. that's but where his crazy I think is. That's why Eastman wants him to do it. Because you have yeah, to do it. I see your point No now. matter where you at, where your crazy is. If you think it's coming back, you need to get your shit back in line. If, yeah. You know. I see your point. Yeah. But. That's a good point. Now, this is what I didn't get. They have all, he's got all them fucking sticks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. How the shit, this shit happened. Well, because evidently there was a break in the shit. There was a break in the stick. Obviously. An opening, a clearing. But see, Uh, but I mean, Morgan, uh, when Morgan was there at the camp, even if there was a space that he left without the stakes, but he could easily maneuver. Because people can maneuver through those things. Exactly. Walkers don't know how to do that. But that's why I was like, with all the sticks around... How is it that the walker got through it or maybe they're on the outside of the sticks? I couldn't, I couldn't figure but that part out. I think he went through the sticks. It just so happened that yeah, must be. his trajectory, he went, you know, in between them. Something. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. And here come the little walker who was the boy that Morgan strangled. Which then Morgan is getting flashbacks. He zoned out. On, yeah. zoning out like a la Dickless. Because when they heard the snarling, Eastman said, mm, I'll let you get that. I'll let you handle that. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. And so Morgan turned around and, he, and Morgan was going to, you know, kill it. But he hesitated too long because that boy was the boy that he strangled. Right. Yeah. Right before or all th- this. That walker, he was yeah. the boy. Oh, that was a mess. <sighs> and right when that walker so was cor- just about to get to Morgan, then Eastman pushed Morgan out of the way. But and, uh, the way they did it was perfect, though, because he pushed him out of the way like that. But that walker gra- went behind him and bit him on the back. It was awkward. I didn't think so. I thought it was awkward. I didn't think so, because when he was pushing Morgan, he pushed him like that. And that walker was right there and just bit him. I know, but it just didn't make sense to me how oh, he would move him and then the walker would bite his back, whatever, love handles back. Be- because. Anyway. You, if that was happening for real, you would push Morgan out the way, still facing the walker. You wouldn't turn your fucking back to it. But he didn't. I thought it. it was awkward. Anyway. Anyway. But I know they had to do it. They had to make it to where... Right. So Eastman got bit on the back. And he turns around and kills the walker. walker. Morgan's all pissed. 
that wasn't yours. Yeah. That wasn't for you to do. It, yeah. I'm like, bitch, you didn't do it. And, and, and he tells him, <laughs> I told you not here. I told you not here. And I'm thinking, this oh, This is another Lord. part where I was like, okay, I didn't like this part. He done went back to crazy town. Yeah. That's what it felt like. He went back to crazy town that quick. So Eastman's telling him, <laughs> look, this isn't you. You've made it out of that place. You mm-hmm. can get back to that place. And then Morgan going to try to attack his ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Morgan, seriously? Yep. The dude just got fucking bit up over you. Just got bit. Over you. Protecting mm-hmm. you. Because mm-hmm. you couldn't do it. I was mad about that. I didn't like it. That mm-hmm. they had Morgan mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. still talking about kill me. Mm. Kill me. He ain't learned nothing. Still. Mm. So I was a little bit salty on that yeah. situation. Yeah, but you know what? Even though his ass got bit, Eastman got him flat on his ass. Right, and that's when Morgan's talking about kill me, kill yeah. me. Eastman doesn't, of course, and he takes the body of the guy. And puts it on the cart. And puts him on the cart to go bury him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, and Morgan is—he is back to crazy. And, he, and this is where the title comes from, too, because he, he, Morgan is, is is shouting to uh, Eastman. I told you not here. And Eastman tells him right before he he pulls the card off. He says, "See, that's the thing. Here's not here." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, "Damn, no, damn." So then we see Morgan back in crazy town mode. Hunting walkers, and he's 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 stalking this walker, and he's behind it, and he takes his spear and sticks it in the back of his skull. And when the walker uh, falls, then you see that walker was following two people, right? Which was odd, a man me. and a woman. Yeah, this was a little bit weird. No, I didn't think so because they was dirty. He was yeah, injured. This is random. That was a good looking walker though. He was all skinny and half eaten up. <laughs> but but the woman was smart though. But you could tell that they had been out there for a while. They yeah. was dirty. The husband and was grimy. limping. Yeah. She, well, she was limping too. He had like a little half crutch. Crutch and everything. But she had a knapsack with some shit up in it. Yeah. And so she puts her hands up and is trying to tell him, look, look, we're alive. You know, we're not walker, uh, 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 walkers. And Morgan is growling at these people and grunting mm. at these people. And and so she tells him, you know, she holds up her hands and motions to him. And then she slowly, you know, opens up her backpack, backpack to give him her can of whatever it was. It was chicken noodle soup. Mm. It was a huge can. You know that can? Like the family size. Like the family size chicken noodle soup and a bullet. That's what she put on top. Yeah. It took me, I had to backtrack that like, maybe what, why the fuck a three bullet? times. Yeah. Well, because ammunition is precious. Right. Ammunition is precious. So. And then she says, thank you. And they walk off. Yeah. And maybe and that he snapped, let him go. Yeah. And maybe that snapped him into not everyone's evil. That's what did it. It, it snapped him back out of crazy but she, town. But I'm acting evil. <laughs> well, because after that, then, then he rushes Back to the cabin. Yeah. And of course, God. Uh, Poor Tabitha's on the Tabitha. ground. Poor Tabitha's on the ground being eaten by a fucking walker. I was sad. Oh, I was so sad. I, ooh, I couldn't believe it. I was very upset by this. Oh, I was upset. Now, God. shout out to Jeff 
on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Because Jeff put a post up in the group that said, Tabitha, R.I.P. Tabitha. In one episode, she had more emotion <laughs> and facial expression than six episodes of Fear the Walking Dead with Madison. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, that's a good one. So true. I know. Tabitha, and we fell in love with Tabitha Tabitha. in one fucking episode (laughs) and maybe what, four scenes with her in it. I know. Out of six full episodes Episodes with with Maddie. Madison. Lord. That's now, so that funny. is some fucked Dumb up shit. shit. But it was so true. It was so <laughs> funny. Oh. Oh, my God. Yes. I was upset by Tabitha. I wanted Maddie to get bit. Yeah. So, so, so when he realizes Tabitha done got got. He kills that walker. Yeah, he kills the walker and he goes looking for um, Eastman. Eastman, yeah. of course, is at the cemetery. Well, he Mary. takes the cart. Yeah. And he's got the walker and he's got Tabitha in it. He's got, he's got the goat in there. Yeah, you gotta bury her. Poor baby. And Eastman's looking sad and shit. Of course, he's looking sick as fuck too. Because mm-hmm. he's starting to be affected by the bite. But he's digging a grave though. He's yeah. He's digging a grave. And Morgan, For that first dude. Mm-hmm. So Morgan tells him, look, sit down. And he takes the shovel and, right. and, and starts. So he goes to go dig that grave and he looks up. I don't know why. All of a sudden, and he sees a, a marker, a marker that says Crichton Dallas, Dallas Wilton. Yeah, the last name Wilton. And he's looking at, and he's like, "What?" Then oh, the Eastman tells him the whole story yep. of how he waited for that fool to be on a work detail. He, he said it was easy to get him in the car. Mm. He said it was easy. He snatched that ass up. He took him back to his cabin and this, put him in the cell. And he said it took 47 days for him to, for die, him to die. That's a long time. 47 days. days. But didn't, didn't he say something about he knew well, when the right people were working too? So he it's like he had a little bit of help from oh, well, yeah. like, old co-workers or something he knew uh, and apparently they routine yeah and apparently they didn't know where his cabin was nobody knew yeah Mm -hmm. yep but he said then he said but even then it didn't give him much peace so after a while he walked or went to the police station to turn himself in and i think it's because the guilt was just getting to him and that's when he realized Oh, the whole world's well, back to, to Atlanta. Shit. Yeah. He said he was going to go back to Atlanta, you know, because they're outside of Atlanta. Right. But the apocalypse had and happened by then. Yep. That's when he found out that shit had hit the fan. So he went right on back to the cabin that nobody <laughs> knew about. <laughs> so there you go. I said, Lord, Damn. Have mercy. I knew that. Yep. I knew he got him just by the way he was talking. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. That's probably one of his first and then he tells Right. And then he tells Morgan, but I found my peace when I decided to never kill again. Yep. So he's letting Morgan know you can find your peace if you vow never to To kill again. Wow. Lord have mercy. 
And then he tells Morgan, okay, look, you can stay here. No, wait, before he um, does that, they go back to the cabin. And he's telling true. him, you know, when it happens, you can take, you can just stay in this place. Uh, he also tells him about going back to his house where his family lived mm-hmm. and getting that picture off the wall yep. that his daughter drew. And he basically has the sheetrock yep. that she drew it on. He cut that out. Yep. So that's what he tells him first. And then he mm-hmm. tells him, you could stay here. You have water, food, security, security, stay here the rest of your life. You'll be fine. He said, or you can go. He said, because, uh, there's nothing for you here. There's nothing for you here. If you stay here. here, you'll be alone. Yeah. If you stay here, you'll be alone. Mm-hmm. So he was recommended that he go. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. he says everything's about people. Mm-hmm. Everything in this life is about people. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be you alone. And it shouldn't have just been me alone. And he says, now that Tabitha's gone, mm, poor he Tabitha. He said, I'm ready to go. Aww. I felt so bad for Eastman. I did too. He said, I'm ready to go. And so Morgan helps him up. And as they're walking, he says, oh, wait, wait, wait. Because uh, he's telling him, I got a gun in the lockbox in the other room. Yeah. And so he's wanting, you know. Either, Morgan to take care either, of it. Yeah. Morgan to shoot him in the head or he going to shoot him in the head or whatever. Anyway. But he says, oh, well, wait a minute. And he gives Morgan that rabbit's foot. Yeah. So that's who it was from. That's who the rabbit's foot's from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We thought it was Dwayne. See, I I just love all of that, though. Yeah. I mean, it I ties too. back into yeah, I like so how much they stuff. Shit back. Yeah. Yeah. I like so that, too. the next thing we see, Morgan's coming out the house. Yeah, he's by himself. He's coming out the house, and he's got his gear and his new staff <laughs> and everything, and he's Dick. walking, and he's emerges out of the woods and there's this big old sign that says welcome to terminus and it and and it's it's pointing down the railroad track now see when they showed it at first they didn't show the sign i kept thinking it was the one that had the note on it yeah but it wasn't no it was about it was come to terminus yeah come to terminus all who come will never be turned away or whatever the hell that because he was trying to get to more people like exactly said Mm mm-hmm <sighs> then it says the screen changes and it says now, now again now yeah. oh my god i did not like this i did not like i didn't this like this bullshit and especially after this bullshit he's telling the 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 wolf he says okay so now you know i'm gonna give you the choices that i was given now, one thing I could say, at least he got this wolf motherfucker tied up. Because he's tied up. <sighs> barely. Yeah, he barely His tied hands up. look like he's tied in the front. He is tied in the front. I would have tied his ass in the back. Thank you. But anyway, and uh, this wolf got the nerve to say, oh, you think it can help me? Me and that, you know, he said, you think it can help me? I don't know. I doubt it. He said, you know, the only reason I even came here is to look for some medicine. And he pulls up his shirt. Was that a bite or was that no, just a, a wound? No, it's a cut. It's a cut. Yeah, it's a like wound. A deep cut. He said, for some medicine for this, he said, but nah, never mind. He says, you people won, so, you know, I doubt if I'll get that. And then he says, but as far as your story go, he said, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill everybody, kill everybody in here, Thank including, you. but he said, including all the children, 
He specifically said that. I said, oh, hell no. Kick him in the head and be done with it. Kill him now, fucking Morgan. Kill him. Shit. Shit. That's what pissed me off, too. This motherfucker gonna sit in your face and tell you what he is gonna do, which is, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill all these other people around here, and I'm gonna kill all these kids up in here. Mm -hmm. Innocent people that ain't done shit to me. Yeah. And you gonna let him leave. You do what you do, and I'm gonna do what I do. Mm -hmm. And what does this motherfucker say? Or do? Nothing. He gets up. Gets up walks out the door, closes the little get lock gate thing, and then closes the door and go outside. Thank you. And about then, then we hear Rick, or he hears Rick, too, yelling, open the gate, open the gate. <laughs> and then he runs off. So guess what? That means this motherfucker's got time to figure out how to get the fuck free. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else know he in there, because he ain't told nobody he's in there. That's true. Because if he would have told somebody, Carol would have took care of that shit. Carol would have went and, and shot him. Which is him why he head. ain't going to tell nobody. He's not going to tell him. Thank you. So this motherfucker's going to have a chance to get free with his hands tied in front of him. And he better not get go Carl around and kill up some people. He better not kill Carl or nothing. See? He can kill Ron. That's okay. No, he can kill Jesse. Please. Well, yeah, he can kill Jesse, too. Please kill Jesse. Now, the only bright spot. The only this, br- the, wait minute, the only bright spot in this whole deal is the previews for next week. Well, some people don't like talking about previews. It's a joke. <laughs> and actually, I don't even think that's a bright spot because it looked like too much motherfucking Jesse to me. Well, but hey, she going to be the guest on the talking dead. So. Is she? Yes. Hopefully oh, that Lord. means her ass will be dead. Well, but that didn't happen for last time. This time. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. The talking dead Eastman was the guest. The actor that no, played Eastman. No, Morgan was on there. Too. Eastman was on there too. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like. The, I can only hope. I like the then part of the episode. The now part of the episode pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. Now I'm not pissed at Morgan. I'm pissed at these fucking writers, like we said the last time, yeah. for making him like this. Now I understand why he's like this. Yes. He was off in la la fucking crazy land like Rick was. He was. He had to do something to turn his shit around. But just like these people, and you know, I don't want to get into religion and shit. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk about it. You know, everybody knows somebody who was doing shit in their youth. <laughs> Various shit. Various shit. And the person I happen to know was doing it way past youth, too. <laughs> but now they holy and roly. Oh, yeah. And they, you, you, they hear something about someone uh, sex before marriage, dating, whatever, yeah. drugs, whatever. And they're just like, oh, my goodness. How could that be? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Not uh, about 10 years ago. Y'all eyes was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this. It's like they have extremes and they can't yes. have any middle ground. That's exactly and that's what they're it. doing to him. It's like, that's okay, he doing. was crazy killing people up. Now he don't want to kill nobody. Even people even. that are about to kill him. Yeah. Or people that he cares about. That's the part that pisses me off because it yeah. pisses me off when I see people do that shit in real life. Yeah. This is going to piss me off now that they're having him be extreme. Why can't we have a little bit of middle ground where we see, yeah, I don't want to kill people, but if they're trying to kill me, I'm going to kill them. Yeah. Ugh. I know. So I think you put that annoying. You put that quite well. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> and if in the next episode, 
they don't curb some of that shit and let him realize this fool sat in there and told you they're going to kill you. He's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't do something about that shit, then that's going to ruin to me, the Morgan character. They, well, they're bent on ruining it. So you might as well fix your mind. And I'm like, why is that? Why is it that these, uh, writers or producers or whoever making these decisions feels like whatever the audience wants, we're going to do the total fucking opposite. Don't know. Like people have been wanting Rick and Michonne to get together for, for years. Mm-hmm. They're doing the total fucking opposite, giving him this Jesse fucking chick. (laughs) Out of the fucking blue, out of all the shit he's been through. And you mean to tell me he's going to jeopardize him, Judith, and Carl, and everyone else he cares about's position in Alexandria for that? No, that's not Rick's character. Exactly. But they're doing the fucking opposite because they don't want us, the the viewing audience, to get what we want. Well, it's like they're doing the fucking opposite on yeah. purpose. Well, you know, we already know they got an issue with the black characters anyway. And I'm sure it was a complete shock to them that the Morgan character was so popular. Well, I, I don't know if it was a shock. I think but, it was a shock. I don't think that they anticipated. Well, I don't that know about that. That well liked. So now they have to come up with shit. Well, now they're just doing opposite shit. Supposedly, Tyrese was this great character in the comics, and they totally did the opposite. Now they're doing the same shit to to, uh, Morgan, and it's annoying as all get out. Now, I like the fucking Walking Dead, and they're fucking up my enjoyment of the Walking Dead with this bullshit. (laughs) If you want to keep the Jesse in there, fine, but don't have Morgan becoming this old pussy-footed motherfucker that's not going to kill people that are threatening him and his his people. Yeah. I don't make sense. It's not even in his character. Anyway, sorry. I had to rant and get that out. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're voicing what a whole lot of yeah, other people feel. it just doesn't feel. even make sense. I'm just, ti- I'm now, just tired like of fussing ep- about it. I like this episode and I like it. And I love getting backstories about how the people ended up being yes, how they are in the show. But when you make it so unbelievable, Walking Dead people... It's just so effing annoying. Well, it's like the Glenn shit. That's unbelievable. Thank you. Glenn would not be doing all that for someone who tried to kill his ass. Tried to, who lured him out for that purpose. No. Maggie, first of all, Maggie would not have allowed that shit. No. She was saying. And she was just as mellow with it. Thank you. When she was telling Tara, it was like she was reciting a grocery list or something. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, Glenn, man that I love and possibly pregnant with your child. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and take out the motherfucker with you. Be buddies with the fool who tried to lure you and kill you. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Maggie wouldn't do that. No. She but wouldn't. also, two seasons ago, Maggie wouldn't have just been walking around talking about, oh, Nothing about her sister. Nothing about Beth. So it's not just the black characters they fuck up. They fuck up other characters too. And they also have a problem, which we haven't talked about this in a while. They also fuck up the women. Well, I was just going to say, it's the women characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. They haven't fucked up the the white male characters. Well, no. I mean, there's a lot. The point, no... they have, but the difference is no. that we have, no, they have, they have, we have so many of those characters though, that the ones that are in our, in, in our group, the main uh, cast 
are the stronger ones. And then they have a few little side weak ass ones, but we, we don't even focus on them because there's so many of them. You can't keep, you know, you can't keep track with all that shit because we have so few people of color and so few women on, on the show that we see that shit a lot faster and clear. So anywho, work my nerves. Walking dead. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's get on to our feedback. Um, oh, and before we get into our email, I just wanted to give a shout out to Jory mm-hmm. from Bad Frame TV, who sent us a link to a Walking Dead parody video that they created. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. And that guy playing Rick, he got the... That's he, Jory. Oh, oh, that's Jory? Yeah. He's playing the Rick character? Yeah, Jory is obviously the, or apparently the writer, and he's Jory, an actor. Jory, you got Rick down. Down. It I is mean, so funny. You sound just like him. Yep. Oh, man. So apparently Bad Frame Only TV. Only thing I would suggest, Jory. Apparently Bad Frame TV is a film production company based out of Michigan, and they created this little comedy parody sketch just because they love... You know, The Walking mm-hmm. Dead and shit. Filmed beautifully, I thought. It looked really good, except I was confused on the girl character. That's supposed to be Maggie. Maggie? I think. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So, um, we are going to put a link to that video in our show notes. So, just check on uh, on wherever you're listening to the podcast. Just check the notes. Mm-hmm. Click the link and go check them out. I thought it was pretty cute. It was It was funny. It was funny. Shout out, Jory. Good luck. <laughs> Bad frame TV. Okay. So let's get to our first piece of feedback. And it is from Miss Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, sisters. It's Shalita from Philly. <laughs> My eyes are falling asleep now. What? It's not that I was bored during the episode. I'm just tired. But while it was fascinating to see, and of course, Lenny James is a this phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And I love Jane, um, John Carroll Lynch. He's yes. also great. So two very fine yes. actors in this episode really brought it. But damn if Morgan didn't kill that damn wolf. I know. That's what got me pissed off. Mm, he ain't killed the wolf. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, um, that's all I can say. Next week looks like some shit's hitting the fan. And somebody please just tell Rick that asshole's in there so he can kill him and be done with it. Can Morgan at least be torturing dude, questioning him, something. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. uh, There's people you 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 know, spare and there's people that need to die horribly. (laughs) Okay. That's it. Thanks sisters. Can't wait to hear the podcast. Bye. (laughs) Thank you, Shalita. Thank you, Shalita. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. Yeah, I know. Why is he keeping this fucker alive? I know. Doesn't make any effing sense. I just want somebody to know he's there, but I bet you not. Yes. And See. preferably Carol. Ooh, that'd be good. Because she'll go take care of that shit. Carl will too, though. Well, I don't want Carl even trying because, you know, something might happen. No, but Carl will go tell his daddy. Well, if his daddy back, if he ain't busy, they got a horde coming. That's true. Okay? So Damn. we got other issues, too, <laughs> that's yeah. happening. Yeah. We ain't got time for old Morgan's bullshit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, Shalita. Thank you, Shalita. I feel you on that. Oh, <laughs> so annoying. Okay, our next feedback is from Jazzy. Hey, Jazzy. Hey, so stags and fam. What? Ooh. 
I think she wants to say sisters and fam, but might mm. have been a typo. Mm. I just wasted 90 minutes of my life watching this week's episode of The Walking Dead. What? They could have told that whole story in 30 minutes and let us know what's happening in Alexandria or what happened to Glenn for that matter. That is all jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy. For that short, sweet email. I disagree. I love the episode. I loved it. I liked it, except for the now segment. Well, and but but for me anyway, she I thought she the pacing but hey, I thought the pacing was very well done for once. Uh it didn't seem like ninety minutes at all to me. It it, it went by pretty quick to me. It did go quick. But I love it wasn't it. as you know, people want a lot of action. I loved it. And except for and the now. The other thing I do I will say it does get you when you keep having an episode that doesn't address yep. what you're wanting them to address. They do that right off every the bat. season. Yeah. Every So now it's what season. we're two episodes removed from when Glenn exactly. might have And we're gonna be another one because they're not gonna address it. They in might, the next episode, they might not. Like someone said, they might wait till the the end of, of the the mid season finale to to talk about it. Yeah. So sorry, Jazzy, that you didn't like it. That you wasted. You feel like you wasted nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our next feedback is from Joseph. Hey Joseph. Hey Joseph. Hey sisters. You two have no idea how tempted I was at recording a voicemail. But I realized I'd rather want to hear you, Sister K, read my email, rather you and Sister J reading me for recording a long-ass voicemail. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Let's get started. Is it a long-ass email? No, oh, it's okay. not. One, Morgan. I'm so glad that my theory to why Morgan was the way he was in the Battle of Alexandria is all because of this episode. Uh, overall, the episode was beautifully written and filmed. Morgan's journey from the last time we saw him in the season three episode called clear to the present was very well executed. Yep. I feel that Morgan's journey as a character was supposed to reflect why Tyrese ended up the way he was in season four, but with him, it wasn't well done because there was just too many characters. Then it probably wouldn't have been done justice. Like in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And by that point we were tired of his no non fighting ass. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, they did this one early enough that maybe if they turn Morgan around, we can get redeemed. But still, I doubt it. not holding our breath because of what happened at the end. Mm-hmm. Shit. Two, Eastman. <laughs> I love this character. When he introduced when he introduced to Morgan about Aikido and to reflect your opponent, it reminded me of Tai Chi that I did at the school gym, and the instructor that was seventy two years old was a seventy two year old grandma. Oh, cool. That is cool. When we first see him hit a couple of walkers in the beginning, I kind of laughed a little at the sound of thump whenever the guy hit him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The scenes of him and Morgan by the stream of water and them narrating the principles of Akita was very soothing to watch. Yeah. What was very interesting, what Eastman said to Morgan while he was in the jail cell was that out of the 800 plus people he talked to psychologically, only one of them was truly evil. The rest were individuals who traumatized themselves. Yeah. That got me to thinking about the governor and the termites for the governor. He was traumatized by the fact that he wasn't able to save his daughter and wife, that he would take the reins in developing a community. But sadly, along the way, he went cocoa for cocoa puffs. The same is said for the termites. At first we saw them as hostages for the original termites. 
Then they were able to fight back and take in the original termites as hostages and have revenge on them by doing what they did to them and to the new people that arrived. Three, I can't wait to see who else is involved with Annalise getting shot. Laugh out loud. That's a shout out for you, bunny. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time, Joseph from Las Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, oh, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a long email. No, it wasn't long at all. Seemed like you was reading a long time. Sister Jay, mm. what you got against Joseph's email? <laughs> I don't have nothing against Joseph's email. <sighs> that is a good point. Yeah, I mean, anyone well, yeah, in I this mean, zombie apocalypse could go down that route if they choose, well, you know, sure. if they let themselves. And I mean, we... You know, everybody everybody knew what uh, the governor's issue was. And so many of the characters in this show, their whole thing is because, you know, a family member or a loved one got got. Got got. You know, so, yeah, that's going to change you. Yeah. And it, and it affects different people differently. Yeah. Like but with Morgan, he just went stone to crazy town. I'm hoping that Morgan comes back to a little well, bit to the middle. Yeah, we'll see. Because, because what he what he thinks is just not the reality of the world at the moment. Mm-mm. It's just not living in reality. It's living in some pie in the sky shit. Yep. Thank you, Joseph. Okay, our next piece of feedback is from Baltimore Kim. Hey Kim. Hey Kim. Hi sisters. Okay, I like this episode, but didn't think it needed to be ninety minutes. I didn't even <laughs> mind where they put it in the episode order. Probably because I have resigned myself to Gimple effing with us. Yep. He's like a cat owner playing with a cat, dangling a cliffhanger resolution in front of us, then yanking it away. It ain't the first and it won't be the last. True. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible, but I can buy Morgan's unwillingness to kill now. Yeah. I thought it was stupid as heck for Morgan not to have killed that wolf, but I get it now. Yep. Morgan was full on crazy. Kill everyone until Eastman brought him back to humanity. He's desperately afraid of becoming that man again. If he gives in once to to his kill or be killed instincts, he's afraid he will become the man he was. Exactly. It makes sense. Yep. It does, but shit. I mean, it makes to me it 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 makes perfect sense now that we've had that episode. I feel like I do understand that character. He locked that wolf up to try to bring him back. He's not telling anyone he has him locked in there because he knows they'll likely kill Wolfie. Oh yeah. You know he's going to get medicine to treat that wound. What is going to be very interesting is how he reconciles that with the wolf if he can't bring the wolf back. Also, what if the wolf is like the guy who killed Eastman's family? He knows how to persuade Morgan that he's healed, quote unquote, and Morgan accepts it. I see a look of the I see a look at the flowers moment for Morgan when he realizes <laughs> that the wolf can't be brought back. Morgan has to choose between all life is precious and I'm going to kill you, everyone here, including the children. Well, but the guy already said that. Right. He's going to have to choose. Mm-hmm. What would be even more interesting, but I don't think we'll see it, would be if Morgan did bring the wolf back to humanity, how would the rest of the group react? They have forgiven others for terrible things themselves for terrible things. Can they forgive the wolf? I did like the moment when Morgan hesitated before locking the door, but then locked it. I also think that my three-year-old granddaughter could bust out of that cell in about three minutes. <laughs> Gimple, spend a few dollars to get a security door. Thank you. can you. get one at Home Depot for a couple hundred bucks. <sighs> Epstein's mother's note of the week. Dear sisters, please forgive Kim for this long-ass email. It's not her fault. 
it is Sister J's fault. <laughs> Kim was listening to the JSS podcast and you said that her email wasn't that long. She took it as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore Kim. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> it was medium length. It was medium, yeah. It was about medium length. That was a medium. And you know what, though? Um, I mean, you know, a, a, a lot of people didn't like the 90 minutes of it and stuff, but I did. I mean, I liked it. I, I didn't mind it. I liked it. I just didn't like the now part, only because I want the wolf dead and to pay. Yeah. But I can certainly understand why Morgan did he's what trying. he did. Why he's trying. Exactly. Someone, someone tried with him. Exactly. That, and he thought he was hopeless and he's exactly. going to try now. And he was saying just as much shit to Eastman too. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. And, when I get out of here. And he tried it. Yep. And he tried it. And so, he tried it. So. I guess I get it. I just don't like it. I know. Damn. Well, and I keep going back to also when Morgan encountered those wolves in the street and he was telling them, look, y'all leave. Y'all got knives, but they got, my people got guns and stuff. The guy said, when Morgan said, you can choose just to leave. We didn't choose this. That's what the guy said. We didn't choose this. He did. So, you know, it could be that, you know, Kim, you might be onto something though. I just didn't think about it. It could be that, that maybe, the Eastman story was foreshadowing for this wolf and he's going to do what Crichton Dallas Wilton did and make everybody believe that he's changed. But he ain't. But he ain't. Yeah. Ooh, I hope not. I hope not. Cause Morgan Damn. would be to blame for that. Well, he'll go back to crazy town. You know what? If that means that he keeps people, you know, a little bit of crazy. Okay. Full on Rick crazy like he was or Morgan crazy like he was? No. I think he'll go But a teeny tiny bit but be see, fine. I think when he does, I think he's going to go all the way crazy. We don't know. Ooh. Right now he needs some not. because these fools are trying to kill him up. So. <laughs> uh, okay, our next piece of feedback is from Jeff. Hey Jeff. Hello Sister Speak family. I'll keep this short. First of all, how do zombies keep sneaking up on people? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's they're a good always question. groaning and shuffling about, but somehow always manage to get right behind people and chomp them before they notice. <laughs> Especially out in the woods with shit all over the ground. I know. Am I the only one who's noticed this? Shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, that is true, though. Good point. And this one didn't even sneak up on nobody. <laughs> he was right there. Right this fool turned his back. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm glad Michonne got some dialogue this episode, and I love when she's when she booped Heath. Oh, see, this must be for last week. Oh, sorry, it does say uh, feedback for episode three. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jeff. Um, and I loved it when she booped Heath. Shut the fuck up, dude. You don't know what, what Michonne has been through. Absolutely. Also, I kept thinking during the pet shop scenes when they were trying to be quiet was it's a good thing Bob wasn't there and that there wasn't a liquor <laughs> store. Because you know he would have made some noise trying to get them bottles. <laughs> well, that's all I have to say about this episode. I'm not even going to go on about Glenn because I refuse to think he's dead. He's not. As always, thanks for the great podcast, Jeff Stuckey. P.S. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bob. I get sad every time I hear his tagline. I know. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. And I know I love the Bob character. And you know, when we got 
that episode where we got Bob's backstory. That that's been one that's of my what, favorites. Well, that's what turned it around. Yeah, for me. but that's been one of my. Favorites, I didn't like though. Bob until then. I did. I didn't. I really didn't. I did. He, he was, was clumsy. He was, yeah. No, he was. Instead of grabbing medicine, he was grabbing liquor. He didn't want to drop well, his liquor. He had a problem. He had an issue, but he <laughs> needed to go. And then I saw that that. Um, Gosh, I can't think of the name of it. Hmm. The episode. And I just instantly liked him after that. Because you saw where he'd been through and where he came from and why he was just happy to be Mm -hmm. around people, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Okay. Our next feedback, (coughs) excuse me, is from Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. A few things here. First, I feel sorry for Glenn. And this is for episode three. I feel sorry for Glenn, but at the same time, he earned what happened to him. Yep. Did he try to do the right thing? Yeah, sure. But Glenn knows Nick is a screw up. Yeah. Why follow him in this tense situation? Yeah. At this point, if I was in Rick's group, I wouldn't even consider consider following any Alexandrian unless I'm following them to a cliff. <laughs> I'd let them fall off the cliff and I'll walk back home. <laughs> I mean, seriously, really? the amount of screw ups the Alexandrians possess is astounding, probably record breaking. Why would you follow one of them anywhere? One got bit by a walker stuck in the tree. Yep. One hugged a walker while he was getting bit. One ran away, but not before he shoots another one. One trips and falls immediately after they leave the pet shop. One can't even commit. Yeah. One can't even commit suicide. Right. And one was a bad black woman's wig. And one has a black, a bad black woman's wig on. Which Mm. one's that? Heath. Heath. Yeah. What part of any of this inspires confidence? I hope Glenn is dead for the show's sake or else they better have a damn good explanation for him not dying. Seriously. The explanation needs to be revolutionary for this entire history of television. Mm. It won't be. No. Enough about that. Sister J, can you give Rick a glass of one of your drinks this week? (laughs) This dude is having the worst day. And I'm not even talking about having to run a marathon in cowboy boots. I know. I got to see how Rick will get out of this one. However he does it, I'm sure it will be the thesis statement for my research paper on impossible white men on screen. Laugh out loud. He handles his business, though. I would have died about three or four times in that RV. I think he might be (laughs) Spider-Man. That reminds me, sisters. Have you guys ever seen part of the YouTube series Epic Rap Battles of History? No. It is too funny. They do rap battles with two famous people or characters rapping against each other. It is seriously funny. I bring it up because they did a battle between Walter White and Rick Grimes, and it is so good. And he sends us a link to that. Oh, Lord. Uh, That's all I got. Hopefully next week we'll see Morgan return to form and carry a gun along with that epic bow staff. Alex the tax man. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Your, yeah, I don't think we're going to see uh, Morgan carrying no gun. Well, he did Mm-mm. have a gun um, for a minute. Well, but and, that was the then. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alex also has an email for Here Not Here. Well, this obviously will be a short one. I enjoyed the episode. What Eastman did in burying the walkers and keeping their IDs got much respect for me. That's something I wouldn't have even conceived. Me either, see. I appreciate that he helped Morgan out instead of killing him. Because from what everyone says about Morgan not killing people, Eastman should have taken Morgan out and that would have been the end. Yeah. I really do get the point. I mean, why fight so hard to survive if you're going to be human only by definition alone? That being said, Eastman was in the... uh, Excuse me. Eastman was in a place of privilege here. He didn't have many walkers to deal with and he had his own food and shelter. 
Where Gabriel had his own food and shelter, he did what he did and became what he became. Gabriel chose fear and Eastman chose peace. But the majority of the world in the zombie apocalypse doesn't have those circumstances. Mm -hmm. I thought in real life today, this episode was awesome for people who have things to deal with mentally. This episode told them that it can be done no matter how insurmountable the obstacle. So much respect on this episode. I gotta say, I called it back in episode two. If you don't see a body, he ain't dead. Good news for Glenn, but unfortunately, the wolf lives. Yeah. I do think, though, that Morgan's choice will be productive in one way or another. Either Morgan will find a balance between being peaceful and killing, or the main wolf guy will give some information information helpful to controlling and hurting the walkers, which would have been really useful to Rick and everyone that died, or both. After all, I'm fairly certain this is the guy that had all those walkers in trucks and had the trap set up last season. Yeah. Well, we know it was the wolves that did yeah, that. Yeah, it was. By the way, I'm still waiting for the moment where some silly Alexandrian opens up the back of the 18-wheeler that ran the wall. All in all, ooh, see, no, we haven't seen them trying mm. to clean up yet. Bet you there's walkers in there. Ooh, yeah. All in all, it is very important to note the difference between Morgan and Eastman. Morgan did lock that gate. Yeah. Good point. Can't wait to see how Rick pulled off the impossible white man getaway next week. <laughs> Alex, the tax man. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex, for those long ass emails. And you know what, though? Because these comic book writers don't know how to actually show shit. They tell shit. What you bet we just get told how Rick got out, but they won't show it because he's obviously the one yelling at surrounded. the gate. Surrounded, yeah, he's surrounded, but the, he's the one yelling at the gate. Right? How do you get to the how gate? How do you get to the gate? Right. Well, See. hopefully they show it since we're doing flashbacks. This, this well, let's season. hope so. Hopefully they show. But that. it looked like an awful lot of motherfucking Jesse to me. That, thank you. Shit, that's, that's what, what, it what I'm like saying. To me. Oh, we're gonna have a rant next week if that happens. Oh yeah. Well. Ugh. Get your rant ready. <gasps> Thank no. you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Okay, our next feedback is from Yam. Hey, Yam. Hey, Yam. Where you been? Hey, sisters. I know, I know. I've been MIA, but I'm <laughs> back. Looking forward to the podcast in this episode. Long as one and tad boring in my opinion. But now we know how Morgan became the cheese master. Laugh Why out loud. everybody say it was boring? I didn't I like it. it was boring. Well, Yam also has a voicemail, so let me play that now. Okay. Hey, sisters and family. It's Yam. How y'all doing? Hi. I know, I know. I've been a little bit. Busy, so I've I have been MIA, but I'm just listening to the podcast of the second episode of season six, and y'all got me laughing like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> but I just want to bring in my two cents because I just hear you saying something about Morgan, and this past uh, episode was about how Morgan became the last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> The episode was good, but too long. 90 minutes of Morgan's story. They should have done it in a short time. It was good, um, but I still think it was a little bit boring. But the thing that you said that this is what Morgan is now, I, I think in every process, you have to find the balance. Mm-hmm. And I think Morgan is still trying to find the balance mm-hmm. between oh, of who he point. was who he is, and who he is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, he was 
raving lunatic killing walkers and humans alike mm-hmm. until he find uh, his his Yoda master and he <laughs> trained him and he passed on to him the mantle. Now he is way too zen. Yes. So he's too pacifist right now. So he went from one extreme of cuckoo-ness to the way too chilled out extreme now. Yeah. Now he needs to come back yeah. and find the middle. And I believe, this is me personally, I believe the ones he finds his middle, we're going to see a totally different Morgan. This Morgan, knowing what he knows now, but having found his middle, he's going to be a freaking ass-kicking killer. Love he's it. going to take care of business the, the, the way that he's supposed to take care so. of bin, business. I and so. I already seen that he made a mistake. That dude that he left in the house, uh, uh, lockdown, he's most likely going to die. Because he's, he's wounded. He's going to die. He's going to turn. And some bad shit is going to come out of that. And it's going to be again on Morgan's uh, uh, conscience, or Morgan's—it's it, a Morgan size. The same, the same way that when he killed that kid on, in the woods and he strangled him, then the kid came back and he did not kill him, yeah. but mm-hmm. he bit his friend. Yep. So now, mm-hmm. this dude that he did not kill because he's still uh, thinking and preaching all, all life is precious. Yes, all life is precious. But you need to know, you need to know the difference. Who, whose life you're going to respect and make precious. And these assholes, they did not take, they did not think any of these people's lives were precious. So give him what he deserved. Yep. He's going to have to make a decision, make a stand, actually. He already made the decision. He's going to have to make a stand. And from that point on, this is my speculation. I think. He's going to find his his center. And then we will see a different Morgan. It would be sad if after he finds his center and he becomes what he's supposed to become, then he dies. That will suck. But anyways, that is just me rambling and scrambling yeah. and listening to y'all, having fun in the podcast. I just want to say hi to, to you and the rest of the family and tell you that I am happy that I am back and I'm listening and from now on. I will try to contribute more. On the meantime, peace. Peace, Yam. Hey. Okay. Thank you, Yam. Thank you, Yam, for that long ass voicemail. That's a long ass voicemail. But it's been a minute that she. Yeah. Uh, but but it was in. good though, and uh, I like your little theory. I hope it comes to be just like you said. I hope so. Yeah, that would be awesome. But I hope it doesn't come to be where he gets I don't want to, to his die. center and dies. No, but, but I hope that you he know does. how they do. Well, she's right. He is still trying to figure out his shit. He is. He's still went to the other extreme now, mm-hmm. and now he needs to course correct and get back to the middle. Right. The middle ground. Which Let's is hope that's what he correct. does. Yeah. And I guess I see the point. It didn't need to be 90 minutes, but it was, I you know, it was, it was pretty packed for yeah. that. And of course, uh, way more advertising. But it was a lot of information mm-hmm. that because almost the whole episode, once we got uh, Eastman in was dialogue. Yeah. I mean, they said a lot of stuff back and forth to each other. They did. That was kernels of, you know, information. So. Thank I, you, I, Yam. Thank you, Yam. 
Okay, our next feedback is another voicemail, and it is from Derek. Hey, Derek. Hey, Derek. Hey, Sister J. Hey, Sister K. What's up, Nation? It's Derek from Hagerstown, Maryland, leaving my feedback for the bottle episode. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I hope we're not going down that road. We just spent 90 minutes watching Morgan. I don't know. He's my fa- He's one of my favorite characters, but... It, it, he didn't kill the dude. Yep. That, just like I thought he didn't kill him because the, the side swipe didn't look like a, a kill move to me. That looked like a you knockout right. move kind of move. You know, yep. you get hit in the stick yep. like that from the side. That's, uh, yeah, that's not a knockout move. It's got to come from up to down. Just like I said before, <laughs> up to down or that stabbing motion with the other side with the point. So here we go. Morgan's still trying to rehabilitate. He's going down the road. Glenn going down. He's trying to rehabilitate this wolf. Who then said, after he told this whole yep. story, this yep. whole sob story, he was like, dude, when I get out of this prison, I'm killing you and everybody up in here. So why would you <laughs> let this dude just continually hang around? I mean, I understand you found your enlightenment, but dude, you got to pick and choose when to do this enlightenment shit because you're going to end up getting a lot of people hurt. Thank so, you. I don't know what we're going to do with this show, y'all, because if it keeps going down this path, it's just going to just frustrate me more and more. Yep. They neuter the black men. Yep. They have Michonne in the background when she clearly could be a kick-ass, even more yes. character. Yep. But they got her kind of, like, in the middle, and they letting, like, Carol be like, I love Carol. Don't don't get me wrong. Exactly. But, but damn, I let, know what you mean. Can't we have some like spread it around a little bit why can't the whole group be kick-ass sasha's pretty kick-ass yep but she ain't even we can't we haven't even seen her they got some dude up in the tower who who can't even shoot like it it don't even make sense (laughs) it's not making sense to me right now and then the order they put this show in they have this three kick-ass shows in a row Mm -hmm. and they have this like snooze fest number four is the snooze fest of the i don't understand like why didn't they like either chop some of that in half and add it in with another one, like mix it in with another episode somehow or make this one shorter or, uh, you know, have the 90 minutes, but not have 90 minutes of just the backstory. It just seems like we, 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 they, they was beating the bit, the dead horse. And I'm, I'm just, <laughs> uh, just frustrated because I really want more for this show. And it, it's not giving it to us when they give us this kind of stuff, especially after having a cliffhanger like last week with mm-hmm. Glenn. And then you come mm-hmm. up this week with this, it just seems like some bull to me. It did seem out so, of So uh, I guess I'll just wait for the feedback and see what everybody else thinks. All right, Nation. Have a good one. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. And, and, you know, so I mean, far, many people believe or think like you do. Yeah. And, I mean, I love this episode, but it, it could have been a sooner episode to me, you know. Uh, but this is what they do. But it could have been sooner. Yeah. It, it should have been sooner. Mm, I don't know how it would have been because... Yeah, it could have been the episode two. Well, three after we found out what happened in Alexandria. Well, right the the premiere episode we we see the reunion between Rick and Morgan. This- well, we see the plan to get those zombies off the ro- out of the pit. The second episode we see what happens in Alexandria, but you would have had to have that episode before this one because of the wolf. You could have spliced it in between. Well. They did it this way because they're trying to suspend exactly. our, in, what do you call it? But you know what? The, the resolution of the, of the, the Glenn thing. But you know what, Derek? And I'm glad that they at least gave us some backstory 
on Morgan because we've only honestly seen him right. in three episodes up to now. In, in six seasons. Right. Yeah. So we needed that. Yeah. We needed that. We needed And to that. understand what the F is up with him. Now, it depends upon, <laughs> in my opinion, what they do from this point forward. Now, now that's the, the now, key. Right. Now that we got the whole backstory of Morgan, it's what they do. I still maintain, I don't think, I don't think they were prepared for the popularity of Well, that doesn't matter. Character. The point is now they're making him this little passive well, fool. Well, but you and know we how they do. Get, we need to, hey, hopefully. It's just like Derek pointed out. They neutered the black guys. Well, hopefully they get on with it. There's a reason that for that. After Rick gets back and we find out that this shit is kicking off, Morgan's like, look, we I got see. time to rehabilitate shit now because the shit didn't work right. These, uh, wait, no, this is what needs to happen. Rick comes back. He we, tells him. We know what needs to happen. These fools just tried to kill me. Obviously, they came from Alexandria with some guns. Morgan realizes, oh, shit, that's the fools I let go. And he says, this shit ain't going to work and goes back and kills this dude. You know that's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen, but it needs to. Of course to. not. Yeah. But to Derek's point, that's exactly the point that you made, Derek, about Michonne and Carol that I was trying to make. Like, you didn't make a it week right. ago. You didn't or make two, it right. Two weeks ago or whatever. And that is, you know, it's quite obvious to me. That Michonne is on the back burner for a reason. That's because of, of all the Carol promotion, you know, and it's pissing me off. Well, anyway, thank you. But Derek. we know why that is. So thank that, you, Derek. That's why we do this podcast. Point that fucking shit out. All right. Thank you, Derek. Okay. Come okay. On. Our next email is from Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Sister J, Sister K, and family. I can't wait to hear what others think, but for me, I was happy with our Morgan episode. Me too. The first three episodes were so action-packed, it was nice to have a break. Gives my heart a rest. (laughs) Plus, I always love a little backstory, so it was great to see how Morgan transformed. Yep. I don't have much to say. I just liked it. The story, the actors, even the goat was good. Rest in peace, Tabitha. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) She was cute. I didn't have any... Uh, I didn't send in feedback for episode three, but I'm one of those conspiracy theorists that thinks Glenn could be alive. Game of Thrones rules. If I don't see your head rolling down the street, you're not dead. (laughs) If they manage to save him, I think that would be some amazing TV. So fingers crossed. Till next time. Take care, sisters. Lady Aaron Middlefinger. (laughs) Thank you, Aaron. Aaron. And you know what? I disagree only with the fact that that would be awesome TV. It's going to be bullshit TV because Glenn is not dead. And and whatever explanation they come up with, trust me, y'all, it's going to be some fucking bullshit. Well, we'll see. I'm not going to. But it's only a TV show. I've been show, wrong okay. multiple times already in just three or four episodes. He's not so. dead. We'll see what happens. He's not dead. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Our next email is from Carol. Hey, Carol. Hi, it's Carol from Cape Britain. I have written to you before as I loved your UK Big Brother coverage. Uh Love those three hours of laughing. (laughs) Thank you, Carol. (laughs) And and now I discover your Walking Dead podcast and they are absolutely the best. Great analysis. (laughs) Really enjoy your scene by scene discussions. And yes, I also enjoy when you get off track and tell great stories. (laughs) And my Grammy used to feed my brother and I beef tongue. 
That's right. Ugh. That's right. I mean, cow tongue is, yeah. She would fry it up as a side to, to canned spaghetti. Ooh. What the fuck? <laughs> well, canned we just, spaghetti? Well, we just ate our cow tongue like, like a pot roast, you know, like cow tongue. Like, a, like yeah. I remember staring at it for a long time, but I have to say it was pretty good. <laughs> Why would she fry it and then serve canned spaghetti? Who? Where do you get canned spaghetti at? First of all, <laughs> who is eating canned spaghetti? Well, I mean, they, you can buy anything in a can. What? Yeah, they got canned spaghetti. The only canned spaghetti I know of is the ravi, uh, Chef Boyardee ravioli spaghetti. Ravioli is not spaghetti. Well, but the spaghetti same people that make spaghetti. the raviolis. But I haven't seen like real spaghetti. It's like SpaghettiOs or something. No, there's like real spaghetti with long noodles and little meatballs and stuff in what? a can. Yes. Ew, you need to gosh. go to the grocery store. Uh, no, I don't need that. <laughs> well, oh, but I'm Carol, saying, bless I mean, your little heart. I don't need it, but I mean, it's there. <laughs> and beef tongue on top of that? Oh, yeah. And she said fried. Well, now, see, we didn't fry ours, but, you know. <sighs> hey, a cold cow tongue sandwich. Lots, That's a good. See, there's no need for all that <laughs> shit right now. Lots of love to you all. and so looking forward to your next podcast, Recapping Morgan's Episode. Oh, this is for JSS. Sorry, uh, Carol. Okay. I missed that part. Yeah, see, you be missing them parts. Sorry. Oh, wait. I still haven't heard your podcast for the previous episode, and that is a doozy. Very interested to hear your take. Carol. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. And I'm glad to know, Carol, there's another person on this earth that ate <gasps> cow tongue. I'm sure there's a lot of people who <laughs> ate it, but that is so nasty. But it's not. Ew. <laughs> but it's not. The texture, because the tongue is tough. No, not when you cook it. Ugh, no, that's not even possible. That that's that kind of makes me want to go all vegetarian. <laughs> Kinda, not quite. No. Don't get excited, veggies. Hey, I'm never gonna be vegetarian because I like the pig. I like, I like meat, but I, I don't like know about the no pig. I like the pig and I like chicken. I, I like, like beef too, though. I like all of it. Really. Only thing I don't eat is is seafood. Yeah, not really. I mean, I forced myself to learn how to eat salmon, Ugh. and I can eat salmon every nope. now and then. Don't want no salmon. But only only fish I like scrimps. is catfish. Scrimps. I can eat some <laughs> fried scrimps. Shrimp. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. Okay, our next email is from David. Hey, David. Hello, sisters. This is David from Joplin, Missouri. Yay. In regards to your question about the Walking Dead Enthusiast podcast, it was episode 78 towards the end at two hours and seven seconds when they mentioned, or seven minutes, excuse me, yeah. when they mentioned you sisters. Yep. Don't worry, Sister J, they weren't dissing the sisters. I know, because I know. listened to it. And as for me mentioning the Morgan Michonne deal, it's not really a TV spoiler. And as for me, <laughs> I remember that. We were like, damn. <laughs> yeah. He says, I hope not anyway, but it is a comic book spoiler, which I do apologize to everyone in the Sister Speak Nation mm. who has not yet read that far in the comics. Uh-oh. And I would like to apologize to both Sister J and Sister K for that tidbit. Well, we, we, we don't read the comics. So, hey, we accept it, David. <laughs> Grudgingly. <laughs> And we'll try and keep it inside my head and not write anything else that might be a spoiler zone in the future emails. Right. For you Once comic again, book readers, yeah, keep that in mind. 
David, you didn't have to apologize this much. No. <laughs> he says, once again, Sister J, Sister K, and the Sister Speak family, I apologize for oh, my actions. Oh, no, it wasn't David. that bad, David. It wasn't that bad. We only teasing, y'all. Well, no. Don't, we don't were, feel bad. No, we were serious. Don't feel bad, we though. We don't do spoilers. But don't but feel bad. This is just, this helped someone new learn, David, that we don't read the comic because I don't think we mentioned it. Usually, see, we got excited. When yeah. we started the podcast this season, we usually kind of introduce ourselves and say we're spoiler and repeat free those things podcast, over. But and we don't like spoilers yeah. in our. We are not group. readers of the comic. We don't read the comics. No, nope. I don't play I don't, the, none of the fucking games. None of that shit. I just like to watch the show, and I don't read like a bunch of articles and posts I don't that either. have spoilers in it either. Actually, so. the most shit I read is is the stuff they post on our Facebook page. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, really, I don't go out and seek, like, information on it and all that kind of shit. No. Okay. I just like the show. But thank, thank you, David. David. We accept your apology. <laughs> That's okay, sweet. Okay, our next feedback is from Bunny, and it hey, is Bunny. a voicemail. Ooh, so let's hey. play that now. Oh, God, I got a cold. At any rate, I'm calling <laughs> in feedback on that uh, 90 Minutes that I had to sit through. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Morgan is great, but what other character got 90 minutes of airtime? That that was ridiculous. You know, everybody leaving in their feedback, everybody has uh, sound effects. I like the sound effects, they're really good. So I have a sound effect for what they could do with this episode. Here's my sound effect. Okay, that's what I thought of it. You know, they could have wrapped that shit up in a half hour. Right now, I wish I had Tammy's Morgan voice. Because, number one, Morgan laying there going, Kill me, kill me, kill me. After the third time of him saying, Kill me, kill me. I wanted to jump through the TV and kill the bastard myself. <laughs> 90 minutes. There's no excuse. I'm, I'm sure family's going to call up. They're going to say, oh, character study. This was wonderful. Did you see how great they acted together? Oh, give this one an Emmy. Give that one an Emmy. Bullshit. 90 minutes. I fell asleep twice. Oh, At any rate, you got to forgive me. I'm real upset because too much with the family's going on and I can't take it. Number one, Tim don't want to marry me. My nanny ran off to Las Vegas. Me. Brother Ray has abandoned us. Who hears from Brother Ray? I forgot what his voice sounded like. It's, it's just That's terrible. True. And my leading man gets in a car crash. This poor baby. Willie. Willie. Too much going on. Just want you to know I'm sure Sister Jay will disagree with me because it's Morgan. I'm sorry. Michonne never even got 90 minutes. She got flashbacks. No, she Rick didn't. didn't get no 90 minutes. He got flashbacks. <laughs> what the fuck they doing? <laughs> it was boring. Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> they should have wrapped that shit up much sooner. At any rate, those are my thoughts. And, um, yeah, that's it. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, it's a bunny. And, all right. Have a good podcast. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Oh, thank you, oh, Bunny. Bunny. 
thank you. She was upset for real. Oh my gosh. That is, that has been one of the funniest voicemails I think I've ever heard. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, let me give you the sound effects of this episode. Rush. Oh, Bonnie, that is hilarious. Well, you know, Bonnie, oh, Lord. they're happy. You know, Bunny is right. We haven't heard from Brother Ray for a minute. I know. Where you at, Brother Ray? We haven't Ray? heard from Ozzy Tim either. Well, you know what, he though, Bunny? in the group, but he hasn't sent us any feedback. And you know what, Bunny? And I, Willie I did you, have an accident over Halloween, and we know you're okay, Willie, but that was upsetting to see. Yes, Willie. Uh, uh, hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and, hugs and kisses and prayers for you. And, Bunny, I feel you on the Tim thing. Yeah. He been on Facebook. Yeah. But he ain't been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still forgot about yes. it. So, boy, yeah, Tim. We haven't heard from several of our staple listeners. Exactly. So, mm. um, Bunny also had an email and it says, P.S., another thing. 90 minutes? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know, who had it harder than Michonne, huh? Oh. Cooch. She was married a short time with a beautiful, happy, <clears throat> and was a beautiful, happy wife and mother. And shit hits the fan. Baby died. She'd be walking around with her husband and whoever else that was out there alone. And she not, and she never got 90 minutes of therapy. <laughs> Morgan and Clear was in a controlled environment. True, his son died horribly, but the wife, give me a break. He was married over 12 years. Certainly the bloom has been off that rose and crushed oh, underfoot a long time. Bunny! <laughs> oh, oh, Bunny! Oh, man, you he belligerent! Did not, he did not deserve no 90 minutes of therapy. Oh, yeah, he did. I still think he is batshit crazy. People <laughs> swing from one extreme to the other. Some never find that middle ground. The man had... Excuse me. The man is in a fucking zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Well, should be interesting where they take this character. Just hope it won't take 90 minutes to get him there. <laughs> Enough said. As always, Bunny. <laughs> Bunny, you are belligerent on this episode. She did not like She did the not like 90 it. 90 minutes focused on Morgan's ass. Well, as you, <laughs> as you already predicted, Miss Bunny... I disagree because I loved it. I liked it. I, I liked it. I a do lot. see, though. I do recognize that some people won't <sighs> because it's a lot to be focused on just one character. I love that. We have so many other characters and an important cliffhanger to boot. Even though we know at this point he's probably not dead, we want to know what the fuck happened. We want to know what happened to Rick, too. So I see your point, but I did enjoy the episode. I wasn't, like, cursing it as I was watching it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the next one I might, because I feel like it's going to be a lot of Jesse. It's going to be a lot of Jesse. I'll probably be right where Bunny's at now (laughs) next time. Thank you, Bunny. Thank you, Bunny. We're here for you. We'll be your therapy. Yeah. We'll be your forensic psychiatrist. We'll be your therapy. Okay. Our next feedback is from Shalanda. Hey, Shalanda. Hi, sisters. I had a lot of feels about this episode, but I'm sure (laughs) others have conveyed my thoughts. I was talking to it with a friend, Jenny Lynn from Mississippi, I think, and we wondered... Why didn't Glenn and Nick go up the stairway on the side of the building instead of the garbage can? Yeah. I guess they were thinking about jumping the fence. We also wondered if the show will create another throwback to the first season with Glenn being saved by going up the fire escape like how he saved Rick in the second episode. Maybe someone's up in that building and will help Glenn. 
Thanks, sisters. Shalanda. Thank you, Shalanda. Thank you, Shalanda. I'm telling y'all, I don't even think it really happened. Well, I don't think so. That's what everybody's saying now at this point. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Jenny Lynn, her friend. Oh, hey, Shalanda's friend from Mississippi. I had to remember my um, state abbreviations real quick. No. no. <laughs> it's been a minute since I was in elementary school. Oh, y'all. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> okay, our next feedback is from Brian. Hey, Brian. Hello, sisters and the Alexandria. <laughs> I meant Sister Speak community. This is Brian from Los Angeles. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It has been a while since I've written. Uh, feedback, but yeah. I was compelled because a few things, but mainly to correct Sister J on the issue of cow tongue. Uh-oh. Cow tongue is great, especially on tacos. Oh, really? I haven't I think tried that. I think he means me. Sister K. Oh, Sister K. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sister K, honey. Yeah, I'm the one who said no. <laughs> no way. About, now see, this is good information mm-hmm. because if we ever do <laughs> If you go to a, LA If we ever do have a Sister Speak reunion, and Brian bring some tacos. Bring some tacos. <laughs> now I know I'm not eating them. <laughs> <laughs> and Carol, I know I'm not eating none of her spaghetti with fried tongue on the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. About the actual episode, I love Morgan and the idea of a Morgan episode, but this week was the worst time to put that story after two big (laughs) cliffhangers from the last episode, Rick and Glenn's story. That's why they did it that way, though. Now about Glenn. I believe that Glenn died in that episode, and if people are right about Nick being eaten on top of Glenn's correct... Glenn has nowhere to go after the walkers finish eating Nick. <laughs> after hearing the JSS podcast and how everyone thinks Carl's girlfriend is a wolf, I thought of a theory that Enid is not a wolf, but she left so she could be where Glenn and Nick, uh, where Glenn and Nick are when they got swarmed. I think while the walkers are eating Nick, Enid will create a diversion like a loud noise to draw enough walkers so Glenn can escape. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's possible. Hmm, never heard of that. Never it's thought about possible. that. I mean, there's going to be some something. Something's going to happen. Yeah, something because yeah. For the uh, excuse me for the new segment of the podcast, which is to tell your encounter with the police segment. <laughs> a few years back, I was being stopped by cops at least twice a week for months. Oh my! What? What was you doing? The reason is I was driving one of the most stolen model make cars. I was coming home from work at 3 a.m. I lived in not the best part of the city. And although I'm Filipino, I can be mistaken as Hispanic. Mm. Not only I was being stopped regularly, they were doing it by ordering me on the loudspeaker to come out of the vehicle to spread my arms and legs either on the ground, the hood of my car, or at a wall. Then they frisked me before they could even ask a question or check my ID. Funny thing is, when they realized I'm not Hispanic, you could tell how they would treat me, how they treated me changed. I guess they stopped stopping me after a while because the cops started to recognize me and my car. Oh, hell, Lord. I hope I wasn't too long, Brian. Ooh, Damn, Brian. Brian. Thank you, Brian, for Thank that email. Thank you, Brian. Damn, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. So oh. they're targeting Hispanic people. Yeah. Now, what I didn't oh, get that's is messed this- uh, he said at least twice a week for months. Twice a week. Okay. Would they have their have your license plate in their record in their, by then? In their computer system by then saying, oh, yeah, we can let that one go because that's this other guy. That's awful. I mean, that's awful. Oh, 
that's scary. Yeah, see, and especially where they are ordering you out the car and yeah, and spread your legs and oh hell no, that's Mm-mm. awful. That's awful. Mm. Sorry, and Brian. That's not yeah. That's not good. Dang. There's a lot of these crazy police stories yeah. out there that just never hit the news. Yep. Thankfully, you know, nothing else happened, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Oof. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. For your feedback. Okay, our next email is from Manny. Hey, Manny. He says, um, ladies, the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Manny. P.S. The two minute cold open with Enid had more impact than 90 minutes of the guy who played Twisty the Clown on AHS. That's where he was. Yeah, he was Twisty. That's who um, Eastman was? Yes. He was Twisty. Manny didn't like it. He said two minutes with Enid was better than 90 minutes. No, it was not. I don't think so. I thought it was a wonderful episode. I liked it. Like the episode. I love it. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manny. Short and sweet. Love it. Next email is from Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, ladies. This is Joe from Detroit. First of all, you're worth the wait. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joe. (laughs) I very much enjoyed learning Morgan's backstory. Cheese man had me in tears when we see him first taste his cheese. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that should look nasty. That was nasty. I like knowing Morgan will kill someone when needed. That's my take when he locked the door. Well. See, I kind of agree with you, Joe. I mean, I really do. I don't think he's going to be as wimpy as we think. I hmm. think, I think. That wolf, that particular wolf situation may be his hmm. middle of the road thing that brings yeah. him to the middle. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so happy Wesley Snipes has signed on. Thank you, ladies. Joe. What? Wesley. Wesley Snipes? Signed on to Walking Dead? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe she's confusing that conversation because we were talking about that. The player. Yeah, the player show, TV mm-hmm. show, where he is- I am glad that Wesley has a series, though. I just don't think that this is the correct series for him. I mm. think it was a vehicle written for that strike back dude who's actually one of the main characters in it. Uh, and he was in uh, the Cinemax series, Strike Back. But anyway, uh, but Wesley looks good on the show, though. He's all dressed up in silk suits and shit. I mean, he looks really good, but um, the series just... I think that's what she was talking about. I just don't think that... I I would be real surprised if it lasts by next... Yeah, I remember you said you didn't think it would last past the mid-season break. Probably not. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I haven't watched it and I don't plan to. And I have a feeling Minority Report's going to go by the wayside too. And I like that show because I like Megan Good, but Megan Good, whatever her married name yeah. is. Is she married now? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, yeah. They got married. Okay. Uh, but <clears throat> it's really not that good. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Our next feedback is from Bree. Hey, Bree. Hey, Bree. Hey, Sister J, Sister K, and Sister Speak Nation. I'm Bree from Houston, Texas. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love, love, love your podcast. Thanks for all your hard work that entertains, informs, and causes a multitude of cackling, snickering, and ooh childs to come for me while listening. <laughs> I'm ooh, guessing yeah. that 
I'm guessing that you ladies enjoyed this Morgan Jones-centered episode. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that they took their time and had a longer than normal episode. I understand mm-hmm. where Eastman, the cheesemaker, was coming from, but I don't think that all life is precious philosophy is compatible with the zombie apocalypse. Right. Nope. Because nope. the crazies are out. Yep. That wolf told him their philosophy and what he would do if he was free. Damn, Morgan. Take him at his word and show him the flowers. Ain't that the truth? Until next time, ladies, Bree from Houston. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Bree. Yeah, I agree with you. Agreed. That's, yeah. He's going to have to kill him. He's going to have to go. He's going to have to kill him. That's just too damn much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, our next uh, email is from Savina. Hey, Savina. Hey, Savina. Hi, sisters. So I have to say, the first time I watched Here's Not Here, I did not like it. I thought Lenny James and John Carroll Lynch, a.k.a. Twisty the Clown from AHS, <laughs> <laughs> he was AHS Freak Show were excellent, but I just didn't care for the story. However, I actually enjoyed it after a second viewing. Yep. Although I'm not, excuse me, although I'm still not convinced that it was worthy of 90 minutes, there were a lot of nuances that I missed the first time around. Eastman and Morgan are not that different. Two men who lost their families in very brutal and gruesome fashions, who chose opposing but extreme coping mechanisms. Morgan killing any and everybody and Eastman refusing to kill any living person at all. He even went as far as showing reverence and respect towards walkers by burying them with engraved markers. Yep. I still don't agree with him, but I definitely understand Morgan a lot more after this episode. <clears throat> the problem with Morgan's newfound philosophy is that it seems as if it truly it's it's truly being tested for the first time with the wolves. Yeah. Something tells me that Eastman and Morgan never encountered people like the governor, Joe and the claimers and the termites, which is why I'm hopeful that Morgan will meet Rick halfway when it comes to how to deal with threats. I think so. That's true. Cause Eastman's been at that damn cabin ever since. And Morgan ever was since. locked up in wherever clear was. <laughs> You know, exactly. and then with Dwayne, they were wandering, but he never encountered people like that yet. Exactly. So they don't know how to do. Exactly. The final scene of this episode was a turning point for Morgan. He spared the life of the wolf, held him captive and shared with him his story or better yet, his testimony. And the wolf was completely unfazed, yep. even telling Morgan that if he gets out, <clears throat> he will continue to kill people, even children, repeating to Morgan, don't ever be sorry. When Morgan left the cell, although he hesitated, he locked the door. We see Morgan's steady resolve falter a bit because perhaps he realized that this man was beyond saving, was truly evil, the man who would later murder his family. Morgan knows that if this wolf gets out, he will kill more people, including children. So I am now putting baby Judith on death watch. Yeah. Oh, shit. See? Overall, this was a decent episode, but I am concerned that this season will follow the pattern of season five. A good run with episodes one, two, and three, a break of narrative with a bottled, with a bottle episode with four, filler episodes with five and six, some tension and build up in episode seven, and a good to great mid-season finale with episode eight. Is it too much to ask for a consistent, cohesive, solid eight episodes? With this show, maybe it is. Until next time, Savina from Baltimore. Thank you, Savina. Thank you, Savina. And yeah, I mean, I liked last season. They do, but they do the same thing each season. I mean, this is season six, so yeah, they're not going to change. Well, I mean, they have to. I mean, because of the way I like the Morgan backstory, and and I thought uh, for me anyway. I mean, ninety minutes wasn't wasn't too long because they had a lot of ground to cover. 
And one thing we, we forgot to mention, and that is, is when they was in the kitchen and Morgan was finally coming around, Eastman told him, you, you will hold a baby again. He did say that. He did say that. And he did. He held and he baby, did. Judith. He had baby Judith. So, but, um, I don't think the season has been like last season to me was good and there's not going to always be action 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 That's every true. episode i like some of the ones where it's just dialogue also so i do too <coughs> excuse me so far though, i hope we don't have to put baby judith on death watch I hope oh, that hope she's not, not snatched up by Enid because we still haven't seen anything like that. And yeah, somebody mentioned I'm that, but hoping I, you know what? I don't even think there was a clue with that. I don't even know where they got that because they didn't see her on the monitor when Carl was looking at that timer. Oh, and then I'm hoping that we don't have to worry about this fool getting loose. Well, I I think we do have to worry about him getting loose, but we then do getting a hold of Carl or Judith. He can get a hold of. You know, Jesse. One of them random. One of those Alexandrians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Savina. Thank you, Savina. <clears throat> okay. Our next uh, uh, feedback is actually a voicemail and it is from Lisa. Okay. Hey, Lisa. Hi, sisters. My name is Lisa and I'm calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. Ooh, and I have to say that I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. Yeah. I've kept up to date with everything y'all have listened to. And I just want to say thank you very much for making my week that much better. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you think about the episodes that I call Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Yeah. And to see what y'all thought about that. Hope y'all have a great week. And I can't wait to listen to you soon. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Love it. Oh, we love your accent, too. I know. You notice your <laughs> yeah, accent? <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> oh. And we're glad that you uh, enjoy our podcast. Yes. Yeah, so and yeah, listen. contrary to some of our other family members, I love Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Yeah. Oh, I everybody like this likes episode. Morgan. They just didn't no, like No, no, no. What I mean is I like this 90-minute episode. <coughs> I didn't think it was too much at all. Yeah, you've said that like 20 times. And I'm going to keep saying it. Jay. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. We're glad to hear from you and welcome to the Sister Speak yeah, family. Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and our last feedback for Woo-hoo-hoo. the episode woohoo, is from Victor. Hey, Victor. Hey, Victor. Hello again, sisters, and greetings from Indianapolis. Yeah. Here's my two cents on this week's episode. Okay. <clears throat> when Eastman said sorry and clocked him, I jumped up and said, I knew he didn't kill that wolf. Yeah. Great I pe- should have known. Yeah. See that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great piece of foreshadowing that was paid off in the final scene. Morgan's transition from scorched earth policy to Zen master is not the way to go. In my opinion, in yeah. my humble opinion, yeah. as we have now seen with Rick and the gun touting wolves at the RV, the two guys he trunked that are leading the raid on Alexandria and the current <clears throat> cur he has locked in the brownstone basement that he is attempting to pay it forward with should be proof positive that Rick's way is the safe way to go. Yeah. Sometimes people during the zombie apocalypse just can't be allowed to run wild. It's bad enough having to deal with walking dead, but having to deal with crazed humans that want to kill you at every corner, you need to be ready to be judge, jury, and possibly executioner if the individual calls for it. Yep. <clears throat> walking around blindly trying to save everyone with a heart with a heartbeat is obviously detrimental to everyone's health. 
With that said, I really enjoyed this episode, especially after The Walking Dead darn near broke the internet last episode. <laughs> Master Splinter, I mean the cheese maker, no, I mean Eastman, was a great character and a great foil to the fact that just because you are cut off from the world doesn't mean you need to become a sheep like the Alexandrians have become. Yeah. Looking forward to, excuse me, looking forward as always to the next episode of Sister Speak. No comic spoilers ever again. You have my word. Victor from Indy. <gasps> Thank you, Victor. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, really like this episode. And um, you're right. This is not the way to go. No, he's too it is far not. to the right. Well, he was too far to the left before. Exactly. Now he needs to bring his ass back. Yep. And I'm hoping that when he hears what's happened to Rick, that'll bring his ass back to reality. Like, oh shit. Yeah. I let these fools go and they almost killed my friend. Just like he let his wife go and guess what? She killed Dwayne. Yep. So he needs to get back to that halfway point. Let's hope so. Yeah. We can only hope. All right. Oh, thank you guys so much for your feedback and your voicemails. We have enjoyed it. Uh, If you want to send us feedback for the upcoming episode, number five, um, you can send it to speak, excuse me, at Mm gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail with uh, our SpeakPipe app, which is speakpipe.com slash podcast. You can do that from the website or your own phone. You can also send us a regular voicemail by calling 972-755-1215 or you can send us an audio file just through your regular email. Yep. Um, we are also on Twitter at underscore sister J underscore sister K and at sister speak cast. And you can <clears throat> find us on iTunes, Stitcher. You can find all of those links on our website, which is sister speak podcast.com. Yep. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash sister speak podcast. And our group sister speak nation is thriving and fun. We got a lot of y'all members. We really appreciate it. It makes the group so much fun. People post like really good questions and comments and, and just funny shit. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. So thank you again to, um, Jory and bad frame TV. Yes. Look for that link to their video in our post for this episode. Mm -hmm. And thank you everyone again for being patient with us as we try to get caught up. Yep. We all caught up now. If you would like to support us, you can definitely share us with your friends and family. Retweet when we tweet um, or share our posts when we post on Facebook. We appreciate all of that word of mouth advertising. We do. Okay. And so everybody get your little adult beverages ready for the next episode. Yes. Please Because I, I have a feeling we're going to all need some adult beverage. <laughs> watching, Probably we watching, watching a whole shit. lot of Jesse. <laughs> Lord. Lord have mercy. No. All right. Okay. Well, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.